Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Happy Monday to you, Evan and Tiki. We begin a brand new week, the final week of February, and you can feel it. You can feel the birds chirping. You can kind of smell that pollen slowly coming into our air. There's baseball on TV. We're almost back to spring. And we'll get to some baseball as the show rolls on, including my big issue with these new MLB uniforms. More (laughs) proof that the Yankees need to get rid of that archaic beard policy and a very, very alarming stat about your beloved New York Knicks. But this week is the beginning of Combine Week, and I don't get excited for the Combine because there's a bunch of guys in underwear running around. I get excited for the Combine because now the offseason is really going to begin. Right. Now the seeds are planted on potential trades and draft ups and rumors about free agency. And one thing Joe Shane told us at the end of the season, Tiki, he was very honest. He said, we're going to add a quarterback. Like he told us. Yes. This is not me guessing or surmising. We're going to add a quarterback. And the more I think about it, the answer may be Justin Fields. And I don't think anyone's thinking about it that way. Justin Fields? Yes, Justin Fields. I think he's a really, really interesting fit for where the Giants are. First of all, before I give my reasoning, (laughs) why are are you disgusted by it? Because Justin Fields is not proven yet as a starter. And if you're the Giants, Joe Shane, Brian Dable, Dave, you're going into year three. You need, if you're going to bring in a quarterback to supplant Daniel Jones, he's got to be like a secure, bona fide, without reproach NFL starter. That's not Justin Fields. I like where Justin Fields is going. Right. I think he made some leaps last year. uh, And and actually, two years ago, he made some leaps. But even last year, he started to see some improvements. He didn't have a 300-yard passing game in his career Mm -hmm. until last year. And so it was like, oh, it's starting to click. But he's not there yet. 
and he's still got to figure out whether or not you want to pick up his fifth-year option. So you're getting to this, all right, we have Daniel Jones, but he's not healthy unless you're moving off from Daniel Jones, which would be imprudent. So you don't have a healthy Daniel Jones. I guess Tommy DeVito is also there just in case. But you put another question mark at quarterback. If you're going to bring in a quarterback, Mm -hmm. it's either got to be a longer project or a bona fide, we're not even thinking about this issue going forward. And the only person out there right now in free agency that I see is Kurt Cousins. Yeah, that's not an option. And I don't want Kurt Cousins. They're not adding a quarterback that fits the description you laid out. If they add a quarterback, here are your options. Veteran backup, a Terod Taylor, bringing him back. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, kind of someone of that ilk. Or you're drafting somebody, which you have no idea what they're going to be. Whether you're selecting them in the top five because you're trading up or you're Mm -hmm. staying where you are in the first round or you're drafting a guy in the second round. You have no idea what they're going to be. Justin Fields, and, and here's why I do think he makes a lot of sense. you got to be open-minded. you got to be open-minded. Are you ready to open up years? I'm, I will listen. And at least listen and say, all right, Evan, that makes sense. I'm not going to say that I'm going to agree. <laughs> Number one, Justin Fields is still incredibly young, and we yeah, don't know fully what he is. That's number one. Number two, over his last 20 games, his stats have matched Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar <laughs> Jackson. Except for uh, the critical one. What's the critical one? W. Well, okay, and that's all on Justin Fields. Well, some of them are running the ball, scrambling late, fumbling. Come on, dude, you know that. You know what the Ravens are. You know how well coached they are. You know how good their defense is. Like, of course, we're not putting that on Justin Fields. My point is, over the last twenty games, Justin Fields statistically—I'm not going to say it's better than Lamar Jackson, but has almost matched him. Mm -hmm. Has been in the same league as a guy that just won the MVP. But that's not the eye test. That's the stat test. Okay, what does the eye test tell you about Justin Fields? Sometimes he's really good, but then sometimes that critical moment, he makes a mistake, whether it's holding the ball loosely and fumbling when he scrambles on third down and six to pick up 12 yards and he loses the ball, right? And it changes the complexion of the game. He loses that possession and it puts his team in a position to lose as opposed to a position to win. It happened multiple times Mm -hmm. a year ago. And so is that a maturity thing? Sure, but to put him on the par with Lamar Jackson. Not, no, 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 I'm not. Who is like an all-time no, gamer. No, Obviously no. can't do it in the postseason Dude, when it really matters, but still. That's Lamar what, Jackson, you know he's winning you a game. Yeah, but don't take me comparing their stats as me saying he's as good or better. I'm not suggesting yeah. that. I'm telling you that what he's accomplished over the last year and a half is impressive. That's number mm. one. And number two. Until I, you watch it, unless you're watching it. Okay. I, Evan, and I, I hear what you're saying. But I called one of their – who was that game I called? I can't remember now. But he threw for 200-something yards in the first half. He was 16 for 16. His only incompletion was a Hail Mary at the end of the half. No business losing this game. Mm-hmm. He comes out, second half, game gets tight, sack, fumble. They pick it up. Denver uh, pick uh, picks it up, scores a touchdown, and then they end up losing that game. Right. That was his first 300-yard game. He was beautiful until he wasn't. I understand. Right? I just – I can't trust Justin Fields yet, especially if he's coming in yeah, look, to replace no, Daniel I'm Jones. Not, well, hold on. I never said replacing Daniel Jones. How's How can the way- you have Daniel Jones and Justin Fields on this team at the same Are time? Are the Giants bringing in a quarterback this year? Yes. Okay, right, because Joe Shane already told us yes. that. And your hope is Daniel Jones is healthy enough for the start of the season. Do we know if Daniel Jones is going to be healthy enough for the start of the season? I have no idea. You have no idea. If I was guessing, I'd say no. Okay. You have no idea, and if you're guessing, you'd say no. So the likeliest scenario is they're going to draft somebody, which I'm not even opposed to, Mm -hmm. but they're going to draft somebody. 
if Daniel Jones isn't ready for the start of the season, and let's say you guys draft J.J. McCarthy in the second round, how's that sound? That, that's perfect. Oh, you like that's that? what I would prefer. Okay, great. You in the just, second round. Perfect. You've just drafted J.J. McCarthy in the second round, and Daniel Jones is making a lot of progress, but he's not quite ready. Guess who's starting week one for the New York Giants? And don't tell me Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito? It's not, though. <laughs> who is it? J.J. McCarthy. <laughs> you would be starting this young quarterback right out of the gate. And two reasons why that's a negative. Can mm-hmm. I tell you? Yeah. Number one, ideally, quarterbacks should sit. Even Eli Manning sat, even though it was only a few weeks. Patrick Mahomes sat for a full year. I know that's the dream scenario, mm. but you would like to have the kid you draft sit mm. and learn. You know that's who prob- didn't? Who's that? C.J. Stroud. Okay. Look, I can give you a few that didn't, but what about the ones that are better off sitting? I, no, you're right. Do you but, think J.J. McCarthy would be better off sitting for a couple of games, a couple of months, maybe well, a year? it depends on what they're doing. If they're asking him to do what he did at Michigan, which is don't make too many decisions, to just be smart and mm-hmm. turn around and hand the football off and win a national championship, fine. I, right. can, I can deal with that J.J. McCarthy as a rookie. But if you're saying drop back, read, process, and I was listening to Kurt uh, Warner this you know, speaking of Eli, you have to only start for a few games. I was listening to Kurt Warner, how he's saying it, it is so impossible to evaluate what's going to happen with these college quarterbacks because what they do in college does not translate to the NFL. Right. So what J.J. McCarthy did at Michigan, it, most of it will not translate. So right. you're right. It will take a year unless it's made so transparent and and easy for them. I'm not saying it's easy because it's not, but easy for them that they can excel. That's what happened down in in, in Houston right. with C.J. Stroud. Are, are the Giants that? No. I, I don't think so. No, they're ideally going to have the kid sit. You agree with me. I do agree okay. with you. So if this kid has to play right away because Daniel Jones isn't ready, and then let's say five weeks into the year, Daniel's ready to go. So let me get this straight. You're going to draft a guy in the first or second round. He's going to probably have to play right away, and then he's going to sit because the veteran Daniel Jones, who's probably not on this team long-term, comes back. No, I It didn't. doesn't make any sense. Hence why, if you bring in Justin Fields, and what I'm drawn in by is I don't think the price is going to be that high. Albert Breer reported a few days ago the framework of a Justin Fields trade is probably going to go down in the next week, and we're probably looking at maybe a second-round pick to get you Fields. So let's say the Giants do that. They keep their first pick. They keep their first-round pick. They trade one of the twos, because remember, they've got a few of them, to Chicago, and they get Justin Fields. And what we have next August is a real, not a Fugazi, a real quarterback competition where Justin Fields and Daniel Jones go mano e mano, not one of those Fugazi quarterback competitions, a real one. And here's what's great about it. you got two excellent talents going mano a mano. If Daniel Jones is healthy enough and outdoes Justin Fields, great. Yeah, great. He's your starting quarterback. Okay, then what do you do with Justin Fields? You just traded a second rounder for. Well, you don't. You have to have a competition, though. We always talk about competitions in that quarterback room. Then you room. traded a second rounder for a guy who's not going to do jack. Uh, you right? don't know that. You think Daniel Jones is going to get healthy through a full season, something he is very unlikely to do? You are also giving yourself a chance to evaluate maybe Justin Fields is the answer. Maybe the Bears are going to rue the day that they had that number one overall pick and decided to flip Fields away. Mm -hmm. You have a real quarterback competition. By the way, Justin doesn't even make a lot of money next year. I think his cap number is like $6.5 million. And you give yourself a year to evaluate two guys that I think are sort of similar in a lot of ways. Two fringe guys trying to prove it. Both have given you flashes. Both have given you hopes they can be stars. But both haven't done it consistently. That's a real quarterback competition. And you can do it without giving up anything massive. 
And what's your idea? Drafting a guy in the second round who probably has to play right away and then is going to sit once Jones is healthy? I just also, How does that make sense? Well, I mean, this. so you're thinking isolated to the quarterback, and I'm trying to look big picture. What do the Giants need? They need a wide receiver, and there's a bunch of them available in this draft. They need and probably offensive line help at some point, depending on what they do in free agency and whether or not they move Evan Neal from right tackle interiorly to one of the guards. You need another edge rusher, and there's yep. a few of them in this draft. You need a cornerback. You need depth at linebacker. Like, there's so much this team needs yeah. that I I think about the draft as you have to get some hits in those at least top four rounds. Right, definitely three, but maybe even the fourth round. You got to get guys who can contribute in the very near term. I'm not mm-hmm. saying immediately immediate starters, but contribute in the very near term. Otherwise, all this other stuff we're talking about means nothing, right? Because you're just not good enough for or surrounding, in this case, your quarterback to be any good. And so, when I think about like the competition, the competition is everywhere. Yeah. We can't just be focused on what's happening at quarterback. And I think there are easier solutions at the quarterback than there are for the other spots. Like what? That, that provide the same kind of upside that Fields has and also the experience he's already garnered. I just don't garnered. know about Fields. That's my, you that, don't know about J.J. McCarthy. You don't know about know, Michael Pettis. You don't know about any of the guys J. J. being McCarthy, drafted. If we, I'll have four years for J.J. McCarthy. Whether or not I'll, I'll determine whether or not he, I, that was the right or wrong pick. Hopefully in the second round. See, J, J, uh, Justin Fields, you got to know in a year. Yeah, but he's already had three years of NFL experience. Like, that's and, already a game that you right. have that you don't when you draft a young quarterback where we got to sit there and go through every freaking rookie mistake and to tell ourselves, ah, he's a rookie, he's going to learn. But now he's in another system. Fourth one. Fourth one. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of systems to be in. I understand. And I don't know if he's going to be any good at it. I don't know if he's going to be good at what Daves and Kafka want him to do. I have no idea. And so I, I also don't know where his mindset is. He's, I've, I haven't actually met Justin Fields, even though I've called a couple of his games. I thought you met with the quarterbacks before games. <laughs> yeah, what know, happened? Something happened. You know, when we went to Chicago. What, he so. no-show you or something? <laughs> I, I, I will not comment. Huh. But I see what's going on but here. But Justin Fields, is he's not, right, he's not like that go-getter quarterback. Right, he's not like that. I'm going to stand up. I'm the CEO of this of this organization. You got a question? Ask me. And you kind of need that right. in New York. And I'm not saying you got to be bombastic because Daniel Jones isn't that way. He just kind of, I'm going to stay there. I'm going to answer the questions. You ask me, I'm going to give them to you, give you the answer as much best as I can answer. Eli was the same way. And so, like, one, I don't know if you'll fit here. Two, I don't, I don't know scheme wise if it makes sense. And three, there's so many still question marks around him. It's not worth it for a second round pick. Why? You're going to use a second round pick to draft a quarterback anyway. Because then at least I have my future. Yeah, you're right? still going to have your future though. See, that's the thing where, where our disconnect is. If it was going to take trading your first round pick for Justin Fields, I'm out. I'll agree with you. That's too expensive. But if the cost is only going to be a second and a fifth. Dude, you're going to draft a quarterback anyway. Because it, now you get a guy that's already gotten three years of experience, is not making a lot of money next year. And here's my favorite part, and this is the part I don't want you to lose sight on, Giant fans. We always talk about a competition, like a mm-hmm. real quarterback competition. I got news for you. Most quarterback competitions are faked. Yeah. They're rigged. They're, They're not real. They're not. When Mark Sanchez was drafted and we were told there's a competition between him and Kellen Clemens, it was not a real competition. When you draft a young quarterback and you've got a veteran right there, it's not a real competition. What I am presenting to you, and you guys can't deny this, 
is a real competition yeah. because you have Justin Fields and Daniel Jones with something in common. You know what that is? What is that? Battling for their NFL starting existence. And you're not locked in long-term on either guy. You've got the ability to escape the Daniel Jones contract at the end of the year. You have the ability to escape Justin Fields at the end of the year. And sure, there's a cost in that, like you described. Mm -hmm. But the reward is a real-life quarterback competition with two guys that are genuinely going to push each other. J.J. McCarthy versus Daniel Jones is not a quarterback competition. You want to know why? Because as soon as you draft a quarterback in the first or second round, you're announcing to the world that they're the future. Mm. It's over for Daniel Jones. It's done. This is a real competition. So I understand when you first hear it, your reaction may be, well, the Giants will never do it. They probably won't ever do it. Doesn't make it the wrong decision. You would actually allow yourself to have a real quarterback competition and really put the clamps down on Daniel Jones and say, you know what? Go prove you could still be a starter in this league. Go prove you can play 17 games. And for Justin Fields, if you're going to tell me he won't like this situation, well, too bad. He's not a free agent. That's not up to him. He gets a real competition and a chance to prove it on the grandest stage of them all. And the cost is not that crazy. I think it makes a lot of sense. It depends on what the cost is, but I still don't love Justin Fields. I like him as a quarterback. I do, as he started to develop. Now, I assume Sean doesn't like the idea because the Giants already have their quarterback and Tommy DeVito. That's what he told us back in November. <laughs> so that's probably why you wouldn't be interested, I assume. I'm not full out on Tommy DeVito, by uh, the way. I'm not either. By the way, Justin Fields didn't win that many more games than DeVito did this year. Evan, I just I have to quote one of my favorite quotes of all time when hearing what I just heard as a Giant fan. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. What movie is that from again? Billy Madison. Uh, what the hell are you talking about, man? It, look, your your idea of a quarterback competition in a capsule is not wrong. Thank you. I have a timeout before you continue. Right. At least my main point you agree with, because you can't deny it. Well, no. I agree with you. That no competition is very rare, and that's a real one, genuine, and at the quarterback position in a capsule, you're not wrong. Okay. Right. However, what has been if you pull this thing back out? The biggest argument against the Giants drafting a quarterback it would be they have a lot of holes to address. Right. They have a lot of this to address. Justin Fields, as it stands right now, Fields any rumor at a minimum is going to cost you a third round pick. The Giants have five, uh, what four picks inside the top hundred. All of those picks, if they are not going to be used on drafting a quarterback, can't be used on trading for a guy to compete with Daniel Jones for two reasons. Either Justin Fields beats out Daniel Jones, in which case you're going to feel obligated next year to pay him while taking the dead money of Daniel Jones on, and then it's an absorbent cap hit there for the quarterbacks. Or Justin Fields loses to Daniel Jones, mm -hmm. where... Is that going to make anybody feel better about the Daniel Jones situation out there otherwise? <laughs> and now you've thrown away a second or third round pick? No, 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 no. I am, in this case, Evan, like you've alluded to in the past, I am the Oculus. I can see things forward, yeah. okay? Yeah. And at the end of the week, we are going to be in a position when this combine ends where I think the unanimous thought is going to be four quarterbacks are going in the top ten because it seems like it's heading that way with J.J. McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Whether you like him or not, that's a story for another day. The Giants at six, I don't think are in are no longer out on having to sit there at six and take a quarterback that comes but to hear them. Yourself, hear yourself, hear yeah, yourself. I am hearing no, myself. No, no, but this is the part that I find so kind of crazy in a way. You're bothered by the cost of trading for Justin Fields, Absolutely. in which you admit we're probably looking at maybe a third round pick. Yeah. 
And yet you're so so gung-ho on using an even better pick to draft a young quarterback who is a complete unknown where you aren't even going to get a real competition because that guy's going to play. And by the way, if Daniel Jones isn't ready for the start of the season, think about how this is going to go. You're going to play your young quarterback week one, and then three weeks into the season when he struggles a little bit and Daniel's healthy, (laughs) you're you're literally going to bench him for Daniel Jones. I want you to think of of all the way through and how asinine that is. No, it's not asinine. First of all, you are discounting that they have Tommy DeVito who showed he could win football games. That's right. Hold on, guys, guys. I like Tommy DeVito. This is Uh not against him. They benched him for Terod Taylor. Not why to do you ma- think they benched him? Right. Because they, uh, why? Probably a myriad of reasons. A, they probably were bothered by all the off-the-field stuff. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, oh, so <laughs> did, that, did that change? I, no, but it'll be so different. Then, well, it'll, be, it'll be different next year also, because he's not a rookie who hasn't done anything. That's and, ridiculous, And that man. being said, he has an entire off-season now. Right. And he kept saying, like, do you think what we saw from Tommy DeVito is the best we'd ever seen? And I'm not telling you he's the long-term yeah, starter. Exactly. But he's going to be a capable backup in this league. He's already proven he no, can no, do but that. Sure, sure, so let's go back to when you were First talking about Tommy DeVito yeah. being the successor to who, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Daniel Jones would lose to him in a competition. And what did I say to you then? It's the same thing I'll say now. Tommy DeVito will be the Giants starting quarterback when he earns it in training camp. So even if Daniel Jones isn't ready, he'll still have to earn it in training they camp. They pulled the plug on this kid. I know, but I don't think it was was was... was Performance. No, no. Okay, but guys, guys. If they draft a quarterback at six and, and pick whoever you want to pick as sure. that guy, fill in the blank. You want to say it's JJ McCarthy? Been right. using his name a lot today. They draft JJ McCarthy. Now it's the first round. He ain't falling to the second round. JJ mm-hmm. McCarthy. Daniel Jones, unfortunately, is just not ready. It's going to take a few more weeks. And Tommy DeVito. Who do you think's the starting quarterback week one? Come on, week guys. one. Yes. If the guy's not ready, it's DeVito. Exactly. No, it's not. It's going to be the kid. It's, it's not going to be the kid. It doesn't have to be the kid because you because you want it to be the kid. Right. I'm, see, I'm being serious. And, Evan, you're also in this very finite spectrum painting the absolute worst-case scenario where Jones isn't ready. The kid they happen to take also isn't ready. Like, the team's going to have a plan here. They're going to know come draft day how far along Daniel Jones is in this process. They're going to know the kind of – they're not going to just – up oh, fourth lottery take. Let me take. They're gonna like the kid they're taking, or they're not right. gonna take him. The point is, your field situation financially, the way the NFL works, yes. doesn't make sense. You're for so wrong. No, you're you're wrong about that. First of all, I'll start by saying this: if you find the right quarterback, if Justin Fields ends up just busting through and having a great year, and he's your quarterback. I can promise you this. You won't give a rat's ass about what the calculator tells well, you true. when it comes to the cap. <laughs> so get that out of your mouth. I, if he's I, the I right straight. answer, because you're, you're getting in the weeds on the cap. If you trade for him, he wins a competition, and he's great, and he proves Tiki wrong. He can handle New York. Don't waste time with the cap. No one's going to care. That's number one. Right. Okay. This cap is, is it's minimal. It's year. irrelevant. But, but it won't be minimal when you add on the Jones no, no. dead money when uh, you have to pay him if he's Dude, Dude, they're going to probably move on from Daniel Jones either way at the end of next year. We all know that. We all know that. So the would only... you rather a quarterback or a rookie deal? No. See, <laughs> no, no. You, again, you're getting cost in the money. He's getting caught in the money. Would I rather a quarterback on a rookie deal? You know what I'd of rather? Course. Of course you would. You know what but... I'd rather? I'd rather the quarterback that's really good. That's what I'd rather. Uh, and I'd you, ra- by the way, forget the money. Seen- I'd rather the quarterback that's good. Any excuse about money or what do I do with the cap situation? Dude, who cares if you found the right answer? 
But now, Justin just, Fields hasn't proven enough sure. yet that he's the right answer. If your dude. answer to me, then you know he's what? He's the Daniel Jones meme. They're pointing at the Spider-Man meme. They're pointing at each other. They're the same <laughs> guy, man. Then start with that. Then say, Evan, the reason I don't want Justin Fields is because he sucks. Yeah, then I, start with that. But he don't tell suck. me about Cap Stan. That's the problem. But you that's can't exactly say he sucks because he doesn't suck. Right. I don't think Daniel Jones sucks. I don't think Justin Fields sucks. But what I do think is I want to swing for the hope of an elite quarterback. I have not seen enough for Justin Fields that tells me I want to spend any kind of pick that could be used to fill another hole on that. I'd rather swing for the fences and hope this team is properly scouted, one of the guys at the top of the draft, and the bonuses get him on a rookie quarterback deal. Thank you, sir. Yeah. It didn't convince me at all. <laughs> it's just because you want the disruption of the Giants. No, no, occur. it's not disruption. Yep. It's the idea that a real competition at quarterback no, no, never, no. ever happens. So I and this would be you. a genuine way to get to, it. The last time it probably happened was Seattle in 2012 when they paid Matt Flynn all that money as a backup to the Patriots to yep. come to Seattle. Yep, yep. Then they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. And Russell Wilson beat him out in camp. Took the job. Flat out beat him out. As a rookie, he beat him out. I'll give you one recently. Geno Smith against Drew Locke was a real competition yeah. that Geno won. I don't think they were yeah. looking to give the job to Geno Smith. Yeah, but I don't think they were looking to give it to either one of them, to be honest Pro- with you. No, you're probably right. So, yeah. But Matt Flynn had all this hype coming his way from for whatever reason, because he didn't really even play that much in New England. But when he got to Seattle, he was the starter. Yeah, Green then, Bay at the end. He had that one great game in week seventeen. Right, right, yeah. right. So he was, he was New England and Green Bay, and it was like, what, like who, what, who are you, dude? And then Russell Wilson took his job, and then won a Super Bowl a couple years, a year, no, that year, right? Did he win it as a rookie? Yeah, he won. He went in as a third rounder, and he beat him in camp after Flynn. Was no, but did he win the Super Bowl that year? No, not as a rookie. No, no, no it, it was a couple years later. So it was a couple years. Yeah, later. a couple, maybe a year later, because it was a twenty twelve season. So my point is, very rarely do you get what you're saying. You're right that it, sh- it needs to happen more, but coaches and GMs and player personnel people, they have their mindset on on individuals, especially the quarterback, and this is going to be our guy unless he's so bad that he can't be our guy. And I would love for the that to happen. I just don't know if Justin Fields is the right person to do it with, with the New York Giants. Yeah, I don't think the Giants will actually do it. I think it's something worth considering because Justin Fields is a young town who's gotten better over year two into year three. See, see, we've seen progress from him to the point where in his last 20 games, his numbers are not that far off from Lamar Jackson. He's going to be available. And so teams who don't have quarterbacks are going to line up and try to make a deal for him. Well, right now the Giants don't really have a quarterback. They've got a guy coming off a major, major injury, and there's a really good chance a year from now he's not on this team. I think it makes sense, and it creates a real competition. We'll get your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. That's the toll-free telephone number. Because one thing we know about the Giants and one thing we know about Joe Shane, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of who and when. They're adding a quarterback, whether it's in free agency, whether it's in the draft, or whether it's a shocking trade like this. Toll-free number, 877-337-6666. What I don't fully understand is that Justin Fields is 25, at least he's turning five in a week, 25 years old, and I think you'd agree, Tiki, every year of his NFL career, he's gotten a little bit better. He has. He's gotten a little bit better. And it hasn't been a lot of continuity over the years. No! Not exactly the easiest spot. And yet, we as fans sometimes fall in love with the unknown. And that is the idea of, I want to draft my own guy. I want to reset the clock. I want to see what I can get from that guy. Meanwhile, 
You have somebody in this league who's gone through the bumps and bruises of the first three years in the NFL, has dealt with a lot of negativity, has dealt with a lot of coaching changes, Mm -hmm. as you talked about, and you got a chance to bring him in right as he's hitting his prime. Like, to me, it makes a lot of sense. And the thing that I was always scared off about with pursuing Justin Fields if I'm the Giants was the price tag. Like, obviously, if it was going to cost a first-round pick, I'd be scared off. Yeah. But the latest reports out of Chicago have it being more like a third-round pick. Yeah. And meanwhile, guys are gung-ho for, well, i got to use my second-round pick on J.J. McCarthy, who's probably going to go in the first round anyway. So you've got a chance to draft someone at number six. Maybe it's that star receiver. Maybe it's neighbors falling to you at six. Maybe it's more offensive line help. It's something else. To your point, the Giants have a lot of holes, and then you fill a potential hole at quarterback with a third-round pick. (laughs) Where if you draft a quarterback in the third round, what are your expectations? I can promise you it's not Justin Fields. Well, it could be Russell Wilson, who was a third-round pick as well. Could be. It's a rarity, though. the, The only thing that I worry about with Justin Fields is that it becomes a waste. For whatever reason, he doesn't fit well with the system. Mike Kafka or Dave's doesn't 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 like how he progresses or understands what they're trying to teach, and, and as a result, you end up just hanging on to him because you have him, and then he doesn't play. Say he doesn't even beat out in this case, even though you're discounting it. Tommy DeVito and Daniel Jones comes back, and he's the man. Now you've wasted an asset to go get a player who never did anything for but you. But a lot of times your third-round pick is wasted within two years I, anyway. Not if you're good. Okay. Not, not if you're good. But a lot not of times. Not if you're good at drafting. Not, and, and it's different because it's the quarterback. Like, if you're giving up a third-round pick for a, a left guard or a right guard, that's something different. Like, if you're trading for a guard, that's different. It's di- But when you trade for a quarterback and it's a third-round pick, it's like wasting a third-round pick on a quarterback that you knew was never going to play. But you don't know that. Like why, why do you keep saying you know he's not going to play? Because I'm not convinced that he's going to be right. right. You know, And if you're making this, it's a big decision. Sure. You're making this big decision because you're essentially putting both him and Daniel Jones on the on the chopping block. Right? They have a year to prove it. Yeah, prove it. And, and whoever does it is gone. Yeah. Daniel Jones, it's just money. We get that. But Justin Fields is not only money, but it's also the lost opportunity on whoever you would have taken I mean, with that on, third round pick. talking about a or third second round, round pick. pick. You want to go through the history of giant third round picks over the last five years? More times than not, they turn out to be wastes. Mm. We overvalue our picks. You all are doing it. Well, by you all, I mean Tiki and Sean. I don't know what everyone else is out there thinking, but you're overrating your pick. Oh, God forbid we traded a third round pick. It can turn into Joshua Izudu. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? What? I, I Personally, Evan, I think that you've said a lot of things. And I'm curious on this. Go I ahead. think you've actually convinced me on Justin Fields Go ahead. since the commercial break. Third round pick, they're crapshoots. Uh, setting this up, Evan, I think you got the wrong team here, pal. Shouldn't the Jets first round about pick it. be in on this? I thought about it. No, no, <laughs> I, he could sit behind Rodgers. You I could do all it. of this. I'll tell you the reason why I Less love it. Less holes to fill? No, no, I trust it. It actually makes more sense. <laughs> I thought about my football team. I'll tell you why it doesn't make any sense. Go ahead. Because I think Aaron Rodgers has convinced himself, and for the time being, I have to be on board with this that he's going to quarterback for three years. Oh, yes. And the issue I have with Justin is the same issue yeah. I had with Zach. Yeah, we heard this It before. doesn't work from a money perspective. Now, when I argued the money perspective with you, it's different because Justin Fields could very well be your quarterback right now. If Justin Fields is my quarterback, I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably tore his Achilles again. Mm. I just don't think it works with the Jets because of the fact that Rodgers is committed to three years. If Aaron Rodgers came out after the season and said, hey, guys, 
One year. I'm going to give you one year. I'm going to give you the best year of my life. Dude, I'd have been banging the Justin Fields drum for months now. But the fact that he's so committed to multiple years, it doesn't make sense. Like, I know that you're trying to find me as, like, I think of Fields a certain way because it doesn't involve my team. You're just wrong. No, no. Like, it just doesn't fit where the Jets are. The Jets are in a different situation than where the Giants are. See, I, I think it doesn't fit where the Giants are, and it fits where the Jets are way more. I think you need to be honest. He can say whatever he wants, but this is where the Jets need to come. And you laid it out a month ago, two months ago. Yeah. You would rather play the game of keep finding those free agent quarterbacks. Correct. There is a chance, because we all kind of look at Fields as good and not great, there may not be a Justin Fields available I know, in two, but three they, years. The Jets, what do the Jets can do? Trade from and tag him every year? They can't do it. It financially doesn't work. And nor are you going to convince but, him, sign a four-year deal where you're going to sit for three years behind Rodgers. <laughs> but in theory, if you trade for him now and you're not playing him, if Rodgers really is healthy, is the Fields market really going to explode? Dude, or he's going to get a monster deal I, when he is a free agent? I'd sign for Justin Fields as my quarterback in two or three years. I just don't think it makes sense with where the Jets are. I think it makes a ton of sense to where the Giants are. Let's get to your calls. We'll start it off with Paul in Queens. What's up, Paul? Hey, what's going on, guys? TG Evan, uh, Sean. Haven't called in a little bit, in a little minute, but um, I'm not gonna lie. The Justin Fields for a third rounder. I mean, like you said, like third rounders are. You know, I'm not. I'm not big on Justin Fields, but third rounders are in this. But you know, I, I'm not completely against that. But I wanted to focus a little more on the Daniel Jones aspect. Yeah. So I'm 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 pretty much what's called on Twitter or X uh, a Daniel Jones hater and a fake fan. Because Come on now! I've never believed it. I've never seen it. I've never I never <laughs> I never thought he could be like a you know Super Bowl winning type of a top ten quarterback. So, um, but I will say this, and I've been like on the wagon of let's get rid of him, let's get rid of him, let's do something, let's bench him, whatever. Honestly, at this point, I the entire um, roster, like the Giants roster. And the amount of holes on it is astounding. Yes. Like, there is no depth at any position. We have a few superstars like Dexter Lawrence. We have, um, you know, uh, Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon could be, like, a lot. You know, Dante Banks, those are locked in guys. Yep. Andrew Thomas, whatever. But besides that, it's holes everywhere. This is not a realistic contender next year. Maybe not even the year after that. Hopefully, if they draft well. But I say, let Daniel Jones come back from an injury, sign a decent backup, and Casey's not ready for the start of the season, let Daniel Jones play out the rest of the season until we can get rid of him, and then or, or, surround or, or a brand-new quarterback. Or, Paul, he proves, might, that, yeah, go ahead, sorry. or he proves that you don't need to get rid of him. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's a win-win. Right. So it's, I, and to me, it's a win-win. Because it, next year, I don't think it's like it's, we, there's no real Super Bowl aspirations. It's just building. Joe, uh, Shane talks about building it the right way and how it doesn't take overnight, and which is obvious, we all know. And I think they need to use every pick they have on building out this offensive line and the defensive line. I agree with that. Because, I agree. Wide know, receivers and linebackers and edge rushers and all those guys. I think you're – I mean, you nailed that. You're right about the third-round picks, though. That's been pretty bad. Oh, see, now you looked it up, right? But Dan Campbell was a third-round pick. Look, he's... Justin Tuck is probably the best of the bunch. B.J. Hill, even though they traded him. I agree with him, but... Hits and misses. But here's where I disagree with him. Yes, the Giants have a lot of holes. Yes, they need to add a big infusion of talent to this roster over the next couple of years to become that contender you envision them being. But the most important thing you need to find whether it's this year or next year, but preferably this year, is your quarterback. Mm. It's the most important. 
So when we spend an inordinate amount of time talking about one position over others, it doesn't mean the Giants are fine elsewhere. It means that quarterback is the most important position on the field. We all know that. And so what I like to do, and I have a lot of experience with this as a Jet fan, is I want to throw as much crap against the wall. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll give you a theory I said a couple of years ago on this radio station. It doesn't apply to the Jets anymore. I had the theory of I would literally use a first-round pick every single season on a quarterback. Now, that sounds absurd. <laughs> it does sound absurd. But my thought was, I got to find the guy. So even if you're taking a guy who's probably a second-round pick, you take him in the first round. Well, I got to find Or a third-round pick, you take him in the first well, round. My thought is... I need to throw enough bleep against the wall because ultimately I'm not winning a damn thing until I find that guy. It's interesting. Because what would end up happening is you would never have to really pay for the guy. Right. Because you'd always be going on to the next guy. You're moving on quick. Before you pay to a big number. But what would always (laughs) frustrate me is that when you have a young quarterback, Giant fans know this from Daniel Jones, I certainly know this from all the young guys I've had, whether it was Zach Wilson or Geno Smith or Sam Darnold, is for the first year and a half, you get the excuses. He's young. Mm-hmm. He's learning the adjustment. Justin Fields has been in the NFL for three years. You've already skipped all the bad. You've skipped all the adjustments and the learning unless the, and the sitting through crap. Unless the bad is just part of his DNA. And then you move on. Yeah, but you only got a year to do it. Oh, what's That's the, the problem with that? Because you also only have a year with Daniel Jones. What's wrong? Okay. And so you're like completely restarting. But again, wrong? But again, that would fall into line with what I said at the end of the football season for the Giants. That Daniel uh, Joe Shane is probably saying, yeah, well, Daniel is hurt. Don't really have a quarterback. We probably need one more year. Right? <laughs> this, is not, this is not a three-year plan, John Mara. We need a, another year. So if, give me this year. We'll figure it out. We'll get the roster built. We'll put the right kind and types of players on this team. And then eventually we'll find our quarterback and we'll be a winner. Let's go to Mike in Ramtown. Good afternoon, Mike. Evan, just want to say I love you to death, but I couldn't disagree more. Why? If Justin Justin Fields has so much talent, then why would the Bears be willing to let him go? Because they've got the number one overall pick. Okay, so then then trade down, acquire assets, and keep the guy if he's so good. I tell you, I, I, I get what you're trying to say. Here's why I fundamentally disagree with that point. First of all, Since when did the Chicago Bears become the 2000s New England Patriots? Well, we all have to assume that because they're making a decision, they must be right. Let's start with that. Just because the Patriots, or I should say the Bears, but Mike (laughs) thinks they're the Patriots, just because the Bears are making a decision to move on from Justin Fields doesn't mean they're right. That's number one. Number two, Tiki, you know I'm definitely right about this. When you have the number one overall pick. Yep. And Caleb is standing there. He's sitting there as this generational talent, whether you believe it or not, that's been the talk for a year and a half. Do you think the Chicago Bears are selling off that pick? Or are they going to roll the die and say, you know what? Let's just cash out on fields and let's give it a whirl with the number one overall pick. That's why the Bears are moving right. on. It's a special circumstance and they get, that's leading them to moving and on. they get four slash five years. Of that yes, and so whereas it's just a year and a half, like they're just trading time, and f- they decide to hang on to the head coach Matt Eberflus, who I thought was in danger really the entire year, but they played well enough down the stretch that he kept his job. So he's kind of in the same situation. 
if he resets with a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator because he fired Luke Getze after two years uh, being the OC, then he can save his job. He can extend his job. Right. You're not going to do that if it's just running it back. I'm, I'm with you on why the Bears are thinking of moving on from Justin Fields. I just don't think that that move should be to the Giants right now. Well, you are the only person, because Sean really didn't do it. A few of these callers haven't done it. There's really only one retort to the idea of Justin Fields. It really is, if you think about it. Whenever you bring up money or years on a contract or we have other holes or third-round pick, understand you're already wrong. The only argument one can make where I would concede and say, okay, is if you don't think the player's good. If you don't think Justin Fields is good, well, then fine. How the hell can I argue with yeah, you? Yeah, the challenge I is. Could, I could disagree and say he's good, but using picks and compensation and Daniel Jones and Tommy DeVito and every other cockamamie excuse is not a real excuse. No, 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 no. no. It's if not. You think Justin Fields at his best, which who knows we've even seen his best, is what you think the mid floor ceiling is of any of these four quarterbacks, it absolutely matters. That's when money comes in. Because all things being equal, if I'm going to draft a guy who maybe only becomes Justin Fields at his best, I'd rather get four years on the clock of that. So it does matter, the finances and the picks and all. No, it doesn't. Not if you, it does. If you don't believe in the quarterback, fine. Do you think Justin Fields is good? I think he's good. I don't think he's elite. Okay. You think he could be a top 15 quarterback in the NFL? I you think guess. he'd be a top 10 quarterback in the mm-hmm. NFL? Because all I see is in the last 20 games, his stats basically match Put Lamar Jackson. Here's what I, a, who won the MVP. Forget by top the way. 15. Uh, I mean, forget top 15 or top 10. The question is He can be a top half quarterback. On his way. best day, do I think he's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones on his best day? And my answer would be no. Well, you're wrong. I think the best of Justin Fields has already been better than the best of Daniel Jones. Really? Did Justin yeah. Fields win a playoff game? Oh, so, so now it goes to wins again. Well, when you need I mean, an entire roster, dude. On. Doesn't it ultimately come down to wins? Justin Fields has started 38 games, which is not a lot over three years where he's been the starter the whole time. Right. It's only 38 games that he's played. He's only won 10 of them. And that's on him. Some of it is on him. Some of it is on him, but is some of it possibly on the fact that the Chicago Bears haven't been very good? Oh, my God. Do we throw that out there? You know what? Is that a possibility? But it doesn't matter. When they went 3-14 and two years ago, last year, two years ago, 2022, they were dead last in defense. They allowed the Mm -hmm. most points in the NFL. Is that Justin Fields' fault? I'm sorry. Explain to me if I'm wrong about that. How, okay, so then how come Daniel Jones doesn't get enough credit for the fact that what he went through two years ago where his two opening day starters were Kenny Galladay and Kadarius <laughs> Toney. We went through the ups and downs, and really he finally got clicking when they had to waiver claim Isaiah Hodgins. Lost Wondell Robinson to a torn ACL. Daniel Jones elevated, no offense, like a group of just simply pedestrian receivers. And what are the better Richie receivers? Richie James what barely ba- could play because he they dropped traded for DJ Moore. Yeah, that's last year. What about 2022? We're talking about the but whole that's size the point, here, though. right? Daniel Jones did elevate that. Justin Fields has yet to elevate that. Sean, Daniel Jones won football games offensively for yeah. the Giants that Fields wasn't the, able to chi- with pedestrian bro, stuff around. The Chicago Bears in 2022 when Justin Fields wasn't quote-unquote elevating his team, allowed the most points in the NFL. They weren't the second most points allowed or the third. The most points allowed in the NFL came from them. So I'm big on wins and losses too, Mm -hmm. but context matters. Yeah, of course it does. But I think what Sean is trying to say is that Daniel Jones, when given a lesser deck, was always able to have some level of success. Justin Fields wasn't necessarily that way. Now, he's a couple years younger, or less experience, not younger, but less experience than Daniel Jones. But the the problem is that there's still the question mark. If this was 
I see this kid's coming. The Bears are just in a bad spot, and they have to move on for their quarterback because they have the number one overall overall pick with that crazy trade with the Carolina Panthers, then I get it. Move on. But the Giants aren't in that same uh, same spot because there's still so much to be gleaned about Daniel Jones. We had one year with him being healthy, one year with an offensive line playing somewhat okay in a running game with Saquon Barkley being elite for a season. And then it all went to crap, and he got beat up. They stunk, and they had to just find a way to stabilize just part of this season. But that a lot of that was without Daniel Jones. I think, and I know this, the Giants, the organization, I think the, the coaches, uh, the, the, the teammates, they believe that Daniel Jones, when healthy, can be their guy. It's just a matter of giving him the chance to be that he's guy. He's had enough chances. I, don't, I mean, I give him a chance. He's been in the league for what feels like 20 years. Been, he's just going into his sixth year. Or <laughs> sixth year. Yeah, here's what you just said. He's going into his sixth year. That's and nothing. we're talking about needing more chances. We're talk, People are talking about Russell Wilson being somebody's savior next season, even though he's going to probably have to play on a league minimum deal. And he's 34. Yeah, but what does Russell Wilson have to do with Daniel Jones? You're talking about Daniel Jones as if he's this unknown he's rookie. He's 27 years old. I know, but he's been in the league for five years, and he's already proven he can't stay healthy. That That is my biggest concern my, about Daniel Jones is that. Yeah, well, part of that to me has been how bad their offensive line was. When I look at the number of sacks and the and the, the violence of the, some of these sacks that he took this past season, it's alarming, man. They, they, they criminally protected him. They did a horrible job. Of, of, of keeping your most important asset, one that you just paid 160 or at least 80 million guaranteed uh, over over two years and 160 over four years, the, the, the way that they made him such a target mm-hmm. by being so bad on the offensive line is criminal. You can't pay your quarterback that much money and then have him get his ass kicked and keep doing the same things over and over and over. Oh, Evan Neal will figure it out. Oh, you know they'll they'll get it they'll get it right interiorly. Oh, they'll Evan Neal will be fine. He'll be. I mean, come on. At one point, you just got to say you were going to get my quarterback murdered. Right. So, like, sorry, you can't play. Or we got to play with two tight ends or three tight ends and keep this 1970 football going. But you can't get your quarterback killed. And Daniel Jones was a victim of that, first and foremost. We'll get to more of your thoughts. Okay, from Adam Schefter. Oh, yeah. Combine news? No. The Giants will speak with free agent to be running back Saquon Barkley and explore a deal with him. But they are also unlikely to tag him for the $12 million per sources. Beyond that, hold your thoughts. I think we should get this at the top of the hour. I think we have a first tangible signs of collusion against NFL running backs. Mm. How about that for a tease for you? Wow. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get to some baseball this hour, including how, for a brief second, it looked like Juan Soto was going to turn into Aaron Rodgers on Sunday afternoon. And some notes from Yankee and Met Camp as the show rolls on. But let's play a brand new game. It's called Is This Collusion? Is This Collusion? Sean read the tweet earlier from Adam Schefter that the Giants and Saquon are going to start talking. They're going to explore a long-term contract and that the Giants are very unlikely to tag him for a second straight year. Uh, The franchise tag is $12.1 million for Saquon Barkley. He follows that information with this. And as a running back, you tell me, Tiki, if this is collusion or not. The Cowboys are also not expected to tag free agent to be running back Tony Pollard for that same $12.1 million, according to sources. The Titans won't tag standout veteran free agent to be running back Derrick Henry. And the Chargers are also expected to let free agent to be running back Austin Eckler explore free agency, according to league sources, setting up what will be one of the deepest free agent classes of running back in the history of the NFL. Hmm. Josh Jacobs as well will not be tagged. Right. He, so they will try to work out a deal with him. His franchise tag is a little bit higher at fourteen million. Second year in a row, it's forty hundred and forty percent of the previous or hundred and twenty percent of the previous year's tag. He had a, a different restructure than Barkley did when they gave him those unlikely to be received incentives because they needed to make the playoffs and they did not. There's also DeAndre Swift, yeah. AJ Dillon, Devin yeah. Singletary, Zach yeah. Moss. Joe Dust Mixon Edwards, could be cut. You right? never know. Zika Elliott, Clyde Edward Hilaire. It's almost like the NFL collectively has said, I'm not saying collusion, but collectively said, there are a bunch of running backs in college. Let's just let all these other guys just float. Well, and also it'll bring the market down. It's supply yes. and demand. If you've got all these really good running backs out there. And no demand. That would just flood the marketplace. It brings the number down. It does. So it kind of does feel like collusion, especially Adam Schefter, who basically works for the league. I mean, that was revealed and, and, with that email exchange point, he had with that Washington right. executive. But the point is that he did this all at the same time. That's what I'm saying. Adam Schefter is working for the NFL and saying, all right, here are all the running backs that will be out there. None of them will be tagged. And they're just trying to bring the prices down on running backs. I think that is collusion, by the way. I, I mean, it's not because you'd have to have proof that they got together and said, we're not paying running backs. You don't think that's happened? Or I'm, is it a wink-wink? I'm, like, sure, wink. I'm sure they've like <laughs> talked about it in person, but it's never going to be found on an email train, on an email chain or a text message chain. It's just got to... Yeah. You just, never know. It's just, I, <laughs> true. True. It's true. But I, I don't know. It does... I guess if the Giants can get Saquon for cheaper. Oh, they're bringing him back. Then they'll bring him back. The the one thing I'm convinced about, because I was always, first of all, I think the Giants should bring him back, especially after they decided not to trade him at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. And whether Daniel Jones is the quarterback, Justin Fields, or some young kid you draft, their life is easier when Saquon Barkley's on the field. But with the salary cap number going up, and the fact that this marketplace is flooded with free agents, even if the Houston Texans say, boy, we really want Saquon Barkley. They'll have a cheaper option that's almost as good also available. Yes. Because there's so many running backs in the open market. So, A, 
personally, it feels like collusion, it smells like collusion, then B, if you're a Giant fan, I think ultimately it's good news for you because I think it makes it likelier that you find a place with Saquon Barkley in which he accepts your offer. No, I think you're right about that because he's going to look at this market and say, all it's going to take is four or five guys signing and filling voids and other spots. Right? It, so, so, for instance, uh, let's Devin Singletary signs with the Baltimore Ravens, and then A.J. Dillon signs with the Houston Texans. And the spots that Saquon could usually leverage against the Giants start disappearing. He's got to sign the deal. Yeah. I cannot stop tugging my beard. I'm at the point now where there's like a handle to my beard because it grows so long. And now I grab it. Like I just I grab it like a handle and I just pull it down. And that's my new kind of thing that I do with my hands. Nice. Yeah. I can't stop. <laughs> now, tomorrow, coming up at 4.30, you guys have a big decision to make, Sean, Lugie, and Tiki, because a proposal was made on how I can get out of this beard bet that you guys would need to approve. I've already signed off on it. I even put a poll out there on social media to see if people are okay with it. It was an idea that Lugie came up with in which if I color my beard every single day for about three weeks and then I cap it all off by shaving half of my beard off Mm -hmm. and going to Mets opening day, that that would be paying off my debt, which would allow me to cut my beard off. And tomorrow at 4.30, Tiki, Sean, Lugie, they'll have to be universal on it. If they all agree that that is worth the trade-off, then I can do it. And I can get out of this beard bet. But this morning on social media, I wanted to see if the people also approve it. Okay. So I tweeted out, is coloring my beard every day a different color for three weeks straight, and then going to Mets opening day with half my beard shaven and half of it grown out, a fair deal in order to shave my disgusting beard? And I was stunned by the results because I genuinely thought people just want my beard to grow forever. And so that no matter what I put out there, it would be 80, 20, 90, 10. No, you have to grow your beard. Like I could say I'm going to do a whole show naked for six weeks straight. (laughs) I got to run around New York City and I got to shave all my body hair off. And they'd still say, grow your beard. (laughs) Yeah, grow your beard. So I was surprised that it is a tight, tight election. This is 2000 all over again. Mm. 51% say no, not good enough. Wow. 49% say yes, fair deal. I'm impressed. I'm impressed that I, you got balance out of that question. I know. I love it. I Can I defend you for a second? Go ahead. Uh, I took part in this poll. I will not reveal what I voted in the poll because <laughs> it's for me, Tiki, and Lugar to discuss. But I saw quite a few people angrily saying you cannot weasel out of this. And I think something has been lost in translation here. The beard, everybody was a deal I proposed that we agreed me, Tiki, and Tommy would all agree when it's time he can get rid of it and yes. how he gets and rid that, of it. Because that's different than the the Pete hair. Alonzo signing his contract. Right. The Pete Alonzo getting an extension or signing a contract, as it seems looks like it's going to be at the end of the season, is all about his hair. Right. Yes. The beard was just the timing of the contract because he showed up to a Rangers game. Right. So the beard is secondary to the hair, the which hair. is tied to Pete Alonzo's contract. So if we and do... By the way, your hair looks good. Thank you. Now that you're taking care of it. It does. <laughs> yes. if, I'm gelling it up every exactly. day. If this is a proposal we agreed to, and we'll find out tomorrow, this is not Evan wiggling out of this. No. This would be exactly what the bet was us finding an agreement on when it was time and to get also, it And also, weaseling out of it would be what Jerry Recco has suggested. Mm. Jerry has openly said Evan should just shave and show up to work. Like, mm. he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, because what are we going to do? If what you shave, you, what right. are we going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? I'm not going to do that because that would be weaseling out. Weaseling out would be me just saying I'm not doing it anymore. 
I wanted to make a fair deal. And I'm sorry to the 51% that said, no, not enough. Coloring my beard a different color every single day for three weeks <laughs> while these, bo- you know, whatever I was going to call you. I was going to call you, I don't even know, but, but something. These guys decide the color. And then I show up to opening day with 40,000 people at City Field like a freak with half my beard shaven and half of it hairy like I'm a monster. That's weaseling out? No, that's not Like on what planet is that weaseling out? I don't think that's weaseling out. That's paying your due. That is paying my due more so than I should have to, if we're being honest. For the non-important part of the bet. Yes. Even though it's the cooler part of the bed. The cool, right, because my hair growing is less. Uh, it's like, yeah. whatever. Because yeah, your hair doesn't grow. It, do- it doesn't grow that much. <laughs> but I appreciate people voting, and I appreciate that it's basically 50-50, because everything in this world usually comes with, like, slam door right. in your face. Well, and yeah. this is like a split, heated debate, and I appreciate it. Now I feel like we were hoodwinked on the hair, because he knew his hair wasn't going to grow. And he's like, I'm not cutting my hair until Pete Alonzo signs it. You think I had any idea? And he's just like, yeah, my hair's not going to grow. But like (laughs) half an inch over a year. He's got like a 1997 Michael Bolton thing going on. It's going in the back, but up top, it's lonely. It's just just hanging. It's it's strange. My hair is very long in the back, and now it flips up. But you're right. Like the top of my head is not that hairy. Right. And meanwhile, I'm gelling it up now, and I'm trying to have some style. Trying to look good. I like it. Thank you very much. You look good. And it looks good with the beard. He looks like a redheaded Triple H now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let's go to Dan in New Jersey. Good afternoon, Dan. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, Dan? What's up? Uh, someone needs to explain to me how Daniel Jones, this conversation is still going on, <laughs> going into year six. I understand you paid and you're stuck with it, and I was someone who thought they should have paid him. But you are on the verge of giving Daniel Jones the same amount of quarterbacks that Eli Manning got over the course of, like, 15 years and two Super Bowls. It's insanity going into year six that you're still discussing whether or not this guy can do it or not. He cannot stay healthy. Plain and simple, you got to move on, go to the future. And getting a guy who's going through his fourth system in four years in Justin Fields is not the way to do it. So well, what's, what's the so, way to so do what's it? What's your solution? Well, just draft a guy and hope that guy's the answer. You got to draft a guy. You got to draft a guy. You got to trust Abel. He develops quarterbacks from the get-go. He did it with uh, up in Buffalo with Josh Allen. Yeah. There's no reason to think he can't do it with somebody else. I'm Justin not saying – While he Dan, may have been at some point willing to do it, four systems in four years is not going to cut it. By the way, Dan, I, I'm not against the idea of the Giants drafting a quarterback. But there is something appealing about bringing in a guy who's only 25 years old, who, yeah, you talk about all the systems he's been in as, mm-hmm. what, that's a penalization of him? Well, no, That means just, he can't succeed with Brian Dable? No, Brian Dable means, got the most out of Daniel Jones. He had a million systems in his career. It's just going to be hard to master it. And, and what you're going to need in order to sign him is mastery. And you're just not going to get it. Right? So it's just... I. It's just a risk. It's a big, humongous so risk. So is drafting a quarterback. Yeah, I know. But really, the most important thing is securing this offensive line. Just looking at Daniel Jones' sack, sack percentage. Forget the number of sacks because it was 30. He only played in six games. But his sack percentage is almost 16. 16%. Yeah, but how is that arguing? Like, again, they need to improve their say, offensive line. Say, they could use the sixth overall pick on offensive line help I, I don't while think... using a third-round pick to trade for Justin Fields as opposed to drafting a quarterback in the first round and then using a later pick for offensive line help. Yeah. So if your argument to me is the offensive line is more important, fine. You're still better off doing it by making a deal for Justin Fields. I don't, what I, am I missing? I mean, maybe because he's less beat up. and he's. But he hasn't been extraordinarily healthy. 
over his first three seasons. Now, part of that's because last year he ran a lot. I think he had 1,300 yards rushing or whatever Style of play, sure. His style of play is different. But he missed a lot of games this year. And uh, who was the kid's name? I forget the kid's name. Uh, Caleb Bagent. Yeah, Bagent. Bagent. Bagent was, was ended up starting. And for a minute, people were like, oh, yeah, this kid's better than Justin Fields. And I was like, no, he's not. Right. So, but he's missed a lot of time, which has opened a lot of. Tyson uh, Bagent. Tyson Bagent. Thank you. Which sure. has opened a lot of doors for scrutiny on his health, despite him only being in the league for So three you don't want to trade for Justin Fields now because he gets hurt too much? I, I just don't think it. No, it's not even that. It's just, it's, it's that and a whole bunch of other things. It's not the ideal veteran, I want to say free agent, but not, but the ideal veteran to bring into this situation. One, because of his contract, which is minor. But two, I'm just not sold on him yet. Yeah, but any veteran you bring in is not your long-term answer. Like, if the Giants elect to add to the quarterback room by saying, all right, let's go get a veteran, that guy's Terod Taylor. That guy's a band-aid. That means you're still sticking it with Daniel Jones as your future. But to me, it feels like you're trying to, like, kill two birds at one stone, and with one stone, which is find the the guy who can start and win for you right now. Yes. But then also find the future yes. to replace Daniel Jones. What the hell's wrong with that? It's, I, I that think, sounds like the perfect scenario. You're welcome. I, <laughs> What's the problem? A guy who helps you today and helps you in the future? Hello? Yeah, but you don't know if he's going to help you today. Because what if he's not good enough? But take uh, you, you, you don't know if the kid you draft's going to help you. But at least I have five years. Oh, my God. It's about or the four. clock. It is. Matt's in Baltimore. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's up, guys? I just had a quick thing to say about the Fields thing, which I think is very paramount, which I was going to ask uh, you, Evan, is yeah. would you pick up Justin Fields' fifth-year option? Uh, mm-hmm. If I make that trade... you got to do it now. If I make that trade, probably not. And my reasoning would be, go prove it, kid. And if he proves oh. it, I'll figure it out long-term, whether it's using the tag or making a long-term deal like I did with Daniel Jones. Right. I, I probably okay, okay. lean towards no. Okay, so I, I just have two quick points on that. So if you don't pick up the option, you now are going to have Fields, however well he does in New York, you would have to pay him with the current market. And if he makes the playoffs, he could say that, hey, I'm like Justin Herbert, I should get $50 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think what I think what the Giants should do is sign Russell Wilson Ooh. on the veteran minimum deal that I've heard that he could be willing to take. Yeah. Then you could draft the quarterback, and you have an option that – is definitively better than Daniel Jones, in my opinion. But then you can have that with a very low cost but very high upside. That's all. That's what I would. Say. All right. Yeah, what I do mean, you think of that, Tiki? Because Russell will sign for the veterans minimum, considering all the money that'll be coming his way via Denver. Right. He's already. He's. He's. By the way, and he's made a ton of money as it is already. So you don't have to. Money is not his issue. I think his career earnings are almost two hundred million dollars. Right. Actually, they're almost three hundred million at this point. You want Russell Wilson in New York? I. <laughs> Uh, that'd be fun. These last two seasons yeah. have given me a lot. Actually, last three, because you count the two in Denver and then his last one in Seattle. They give you pause about what his motivations are and how committed he is to being great, right? Because he couldn't learn what Nate wanted him to do. That's neither here nor there. He couldn't learn what Sean wanted him to do. That's pretty significant considering Sean's a Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, and then his last year in Denver or in Seattle, he bristled with Pete Carroll because he wanted to be the man so he could win an MVP. So there's just like all these non X's and O things that that bother me a little bit about him. Yeah, I give you the reason my answer is no, and the X's and O's are fine. Right? It's the age. It's the fact that what I'd be looking for if I'm the New York Giants is I want the quarterback. You kind of nailed it. Which funny is that you were using it against me, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 
I want someone that can help me today because in the NFL, why can't you win? Like the NFC, I know the NFC East is tough, but the Eagles seem to be in disarray. Mm -hmm. Who knows about Dallas? Like the NFC feels more open than the AFC is. Oh, that's right. You think of the South, Tampa, Carolina. So I always want to give my chance. I always want to give my team a chance to win. I always want to dream big. And if I'm a Giant fan, I'm not conceding 2024. I I just, I would never think that way. So number one, I want to win now, but I also want to set myself up for the future. The appeal of Justin Fields is exactly that. Mm-hmm. He comes in. He's 25 years old. He can help me today. He's gotten better every single year. And maybe that's my long-term answer. Russell Wilson is going to be 36 in the middle of next season. 36. Yeah. And granted, I have a quarterback that's 40. And granted, you could play the position late in your career. I don't think the Giants are necessarily set up to say, go get me the 36-year-old that's going to end Daniel Jones' time here, and I'll take my chances. So ask yourself this. What the hell's the point of Russell Wilson? Just being a veteran stopgap for a year? Well, it's because it's cheap. Because he's had success. Super Bowl champion, obviously. Trade-off isn't worth it. I I think you're right. It's not. To me, it's not. It's definitely not. And, I mean... I, I like Russ. I like what Russ potentially brings, but what he actually has brought the last three years hasn't been Russ. I don't, I don't want. To, I don't want any. I don't want anything. I don't want to get anywhere near that. And I want to find if I'm the Giants, my long term answer, because mm-hmm. I think most Giant fans deep down know their long term well, answer isn't Daniel Jones. Well, so they need to find that guy. I mean, it, it could be Daniel Jones. Oh, here we go. Could but be. Most be people winning. don't think. I agree. I'm agreeing with you. It could be Daniel Jones, but I think a lot of people are thinking it's not. Here's the ultimate. The Giants question. are committed to it because they paid him at least for another year, and so it's in their it's in their best interest to just let them try. Here's the ultimate answer. This will determine if you believe in Daniel Jones or not. This is my new test. I like to incorporate soccer into the show because oh. everybody loves soccer. Of course. When's the World Cup coming to the United States Liverpool, of America? Liverpool won the Caribou Cup. No, good for them. Thank you. When's the World Cup coming to the USA? 2026. 2026. Is that the correct answer? Yes, that is. That is in the summer uh, of 2026? Yeah, June. Okay. In June of 2026. Unlike the last World Cup, which had to move to December because of the weather in Qatar. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. In June of 2026, <laughs> assuming we're all sitting here, all right? Lugie doesn't want to be sitting here. He wants another job where he's on the air a lot more, and I don't blame him for that. <laughs> so assuming the three of us are sitting here, uh-huh. and we're all hanging out, and we're breaking down the Mets' huge June, and then we're talking <laughs> soccer as we get set, Rangers three-peat. The oh, Rangers yeah. three-peat. The Brooklyn Nets miraculously won an NBA title. By we can't way, believe it. Those back-to-backs for the Rangers and the Devils, nonsense. Oh. More on that later. Oh, <laughs> Come on. Go He's ahead. right. Keep Keep as we're breaking all this stuff down, and then I look at you, Teak, and I say, all right, we also got the football season in a month, baby. <laughs> Are you going to order the name Daniel Jones? Is he going to be on the giant roster? Like, when we're getting set for the 2026 season, are we going to be talking about Daniel Jones because he's the giant quarterback, yes. or are we not? Yes. You're saying yes? Yes. I am saying that you're going to be you're, you're like, I can't believe we wanted to move on from this this kid. And he's 28 now. Wow. Or 20, I'm getting ready to be 29. Okay. And he's got it. And he's figured it out. And the team around him has gotten better. They have Roma Dunze to go with Wondell Robinson and Jalen Hyatt. Whoever the running back is, is blistering the world. The offensive line's got stabilized with Evan Neal now at right guard and, and, and other draft picks defensively dominating. 
the Giants are competing for an <laughs> NFC championship. All right. And potentially a Super Bowl run. Why are you laughing at the end? You found this funny now? Yeah, I just see, I'm feeling joy. As I, I'm I, saying it, I'm feeling joy. I commend I'm you. I'm like crafting it as I'm speaking, and it feels joyous in my coming out of my mouth. And I know Giants fans <laughs> feel the exact same way. Uh. Giant fans are laughing at you. You're no, doing what I'm they're doing. They're smiling with me. No, they're not. It's, it's, it's a laugh of joy. Like, look at this. And the Jets still haven't won anything. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> that's why we're smiling and laughing. Oh, that's why? Because <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is lacing him up at 43 and you're all cracking up. Sean. Okay. What's your honest answer? Because you my, know the answer. My honest answer is we are talking about Daniel Jones. Because he's the quarterback of the Jets and replaced. <laughs> By the way, that's on the table. <laughs> I think the giant conversation. Could you imagine if that was a conversation in twenty twenty six. Daniel Jones leading the New York Jets to the playoffs in twenty twenty six on the table. We'd be yeah. pissed off. No, and our debate is going to be who's the best quarterback in football. Is it still Mahomes? Is it Jaden Daniels with the Giants or is it CJ Stroud with the Texans? Uh, All right. So the answer to your question or the answer to my question is he's not on the team in three years, and you know it. That's the bottom line. Really, I, two I don't years. Know that. I want to stress this though. I am partially with Tiki. I think he's not on the team because, again, unfortunately, I think it's all health-related with him. Well, but look, that's been my point about him. Like, I'm not sitting here ripping him as some bad football player. Mm-hmm. I'm pointing out that he's been in the league for half a decade, and he now has a track record of not staying healthy. Now, I don't think the Giants are going to do what I'm suggesting today, which is getting aggressive and creative and trading for Justin Fields, but I do think they're going to draft a quarterback, and I do think that when we're sitting here in June of 2026 – we're talking about someone else manning that position, not named Daniel Jones. Let's go to Anthony in Staten Island. How you doing, Anthony? What's up, guys? What's Thanks up, man? For taking the call. Listen, before I get to my Giants point, because I'm heated just listening to this, right? I'm a diehard Giants fan. Before I get to that, yeah, I was one of the people who voted no on the poll. Evan, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you have, uh, Tiki, you cannot let him out of this bet <laughs> because it's a means to an end, right? So. He's, everybody wants to see your beard down to your chest, to your belly button, right? right? So now, yeah, you're getting out of it. You're like, okay, yeah, I'll dye my beard a different color. Who cares? We want to see it down to your knees. <laughs> we don't care if you if you show uh, up but, open and but, day, Hold on, like, Anthony. Anthony, the only problem is I'm 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 starting to worry that it's not going to get that long. Because it's, uh, it's starting to, like, curl under a little bit. Yeah, I've got yeah, a weird I, beard here. You know what I mean? I you know what I mean? I see. It doesn't, like, come down farther. I, I, by this point, it's been, like, six months. Yeah, I'm yeah, worried, too, for you, Anthony, because I don't know where this is going. Like, <laughs> it, I, I'm not touching it. I'm not, like, pruning it or anything like that. But yeah, I just it's, like, growing wonder. inward now. It's right. weird. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bizarre. So, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I'll get behind you guys with whatever you decide. Right. But Thanks. listen, as far as the Giants, guys, I'm a diehard Giants fan. I called you guys 20, 30 times about the state of this team, yeah. all right? And and listening to callers call up, and you just touched on it, about, about trading for Russell Wilson, or, I mean, signing Russell Wilson or trading for Justin Fields, with this state of this franchise, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're going to sign Russell Wilson, like you just said, you just touched on, he's 36. Justin Fields has not proven anything. I'm sorry. I, I don't see an answer in that. Listen, don't get me wrong. Daniel Jones, I think, is one of the worst contracts the Giants have ever given. It's definitely top five off one year where, yes, we did win a playoff game. You got to give credit where credit's due. But the guy can't stay healthy. He can't win. You know, he can't win on a consistent basis. And it's not – my biggest thing, guys, is it's not Dable and Shane's draft pick. So you got to move on from this guy. Admit that you, you, you signed a terrible contract. Let Shane and Dable draft their guy. Let Jones do whatever you want with him. I don't know what makes sense right. financially. But 
sign your guy, draft your guy, develop him, and that'll be the true test of Dable oh. and Shane. If they can't do that, then then we oh, got Anthony, a bigger problem here. I think you are onto something. Look, the deal that they gave to Daniel Jones, people get on, up in arms about it, but it's exactly what he deserved. It was a middle of the road deal. He was thirteenth out of out of whatever it is, thirty one, thirty three quarterbacks, uh, or thirty two starting quarterbacks. He was thirteenth. It was very middle of the road, that contract. It wasn't 50-plus million. It was $40 million a year, and there was an out after two years. So it was $80 million of guaranteed con- guaranteed money. But when Andy was just talking about it, he's right. D- Dabes and, 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 and Joe Shane haven't like drafted or acquired their guy yet. Mm. They haven't done it. And so if this is the year or next year, but it's probably this year because there's more viable quarterback options, next year is a little bit leaner. Um, if this is the year that they're going to go get a quarterback, it'll they should draft a guy. Now, it leaves them exposed because there's so many other holes that they have. But with the cap going up, maybe free agency helps you, right? It's $255 million now. Maybe you can go get the gap fillers and line and linebacker and corner and everything else and draft a wide receiver in the second round because they're so deep. But eventually they do have to draft a quarterback. I just don't know when that's going to be. We'll get back to your calls coming up, plus some baseball, including how excited are Yankee fans about getting to watch Juan Soto in a Yankee uniform, plus my biggest issue with these new MLB uniforms and plenty more of your football calls at 877-337-6666. We'll get back to the football in a little bit, but I don't know about you guys. Spring training makes me so happy. I sat there on Saturday. I watched nine innings of Met Baseball. I sat there on Sunday. I watched nine more innings of Met Baseball. I watched some Yankee baseball. I can't get enough of spring training. So I ask you as Yankee fans, I'll start with you, Tiki. Mm-hmm. What were you doing when Juan Soto hit that home run on Sunday? Uh, I, I don't know. I was somewhere, and I got an alert. <laughs> you, you weren't watching? I was not watching it. Sean, what were you doing when Juan Soto not watching hit it. his home run? I was heating up popcorn as I settled in for Rangers Flyers. <laughs> so you didn't see it? Nope, saw so, so Juan Soto walk the at-bat earlier, oh, saw it on social media. You know, this is why one of my favorite people <laughs> out there is this guy, Joe's McFly, who did a show with me last year, and you could follow him on social media, at Joe's McFly. He's a Yankee video Z, blogger. Way. J-O-E-Z. What was that? J-O-E-Z. J-O-E-Z. He watches every Yankee game, including spring training, and reacts to it. His reaction to the Juan Soto home run is what I thought Sean was going to tell me today, what Tiki was going to tell me you today. You knew I wasn't going to be doing I'm that. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Come on. Here is the reaction <laughs> of a spring training home run from Juan Soto, courtesy of my man, Joe's McFly. I'm down for like a Soto, like double or... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And joining us right now, one of the great Yankee fans out there, my man, Joe's McFly. Joe's, how you feeling three days into spring training? 
Uh, I'm feeling great, man. I, I, I realized how much I miss baseball when spring training. So I was actually upset on Saturday when I wasn't able to watch the game. I know. You guys got screwed. The Yankees game wasn't on TV. The Mets were on TV. Uh-huh. But then Sunday, you got to see your guy. Now, I got to ask yeah. you a question. Because these yep. buffoons, Tiki and Sean and Lugie, they're not Stop. paying attention. Stop it. When Juan Soto fell on his ass in the first <laughs> inning, did you not have visions of Aaron Rodgers? I want you to be honest with me and thought, oh, my God, he's done one mm-hmm. at-bat in the spring training. No, but when he went down, I, I had some pause. I, I was like, wait, wait what's going on? Um, but it's fine. It's fine. I, you know, he's good. He's an athlete. He plays every day. So I'm here for that. Um, to be honest. I was actually more hyped for the 2-2 pitch, the 2-2 non-strikeout that he took. It was like a curveball <laughs> that he took that I know that like almost every other Yankee would have struck out, except for Judge maybe, would have struck out on last year. But it was um, nice to see him in the lineup. Nice to see him in the pinstripe. So too. you're so you're appreciating his lack of not swinging at pitches outside of the zone. Yeah. Because he does time. it all day. All oh, day. Yeah. I watched the yeah. at-bat earlier, and I was like, dude, is he going to take his bat off his shoulder? He's dancing with what the are balls. You, what are you complaining now? No, he's just dancing with the balls. I'm like, what's going on? And he gets, <laughs> a, he gets a backwards me, K but... because he doesn't. He thinks it's low. And by the way, it was a ball in the first inning, yes. but whatever. So, yeah. I mean, is that going to frustrate you at any point? No, 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 no. Actually, I get really hyped for, like, like good walks. <laughs> strikeouts, <laughs> strikeouts piss me off, man. They really do. Especially if you're swinging out of the zone. And the fact that he controls the zone like that and he's, like, nodding. I feel like he's, like... Me versus the pitcher, and it's like, yeah, that's, I love that. It's All like a rivalry there. All right, so you. my biggest question, there's actually a Yankee game on right now. How yeah, did Evan convince you to come on right now? Well, Yankees are up 9-2. to two. Uh, <laughs> so, If it was tied, he wouldn't be on right now. <laughs> my man Vivas hit a three-run homer, uh, so that was good. Good for him, so... Runs on the board. So. All right. So the only thing that I've noticed in this game, this the spring training game that we have on right now, it's on Yes Network, is that Giancarlo Stanton really looks lean. Really looks lean. Very. And his and his launch angle is still the same. And these, <laughs> I'm I'm not joking. These balls that were out of the stadium a year ago, because good contact are landing at the warning track or about ten feet short of the warning track. I mean, this no, is. I, I it's, it's, say that I, I'm worried. Um, I'm worried about Stanton. My God. How many strikeouts did he have today? Exactly. He didn't strike out one time. <laughs> okay. I, I don't okay. get why he's so negative. Because one the muscles are gone. No strikeouts today. The muscles are gone. I'm good. Unbelievable. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, because I'm a geek like you. All right? I love me some spring training baseball. It takes me a few days, and then I'm bored with it. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. you going to be into every Soto Stanton at bat throughout the entire spring, or does there come a moment where you're like, all right, I'm over this. Get me to opening day. There is a moment. I'm still going to see it. And then it gets to, it, you know, and it happens, probably happens for you too, Evan. Like, it gets to a point in spring where you are like okay seeing the kids because you're not going to see them anymore. Yes. Um, probably, you know, after the seventh inning, you kind of look forward to seeing their at-bats because the pitchers are better and they're more honed in. So I want to see how those kids are after the cuts. But, I I mean, I'm still going to be locked in and watching them. I don't know. It, there will be a point where I say, okay, like, get me to the Bronx or get us to Houston, actually. Yes. Get us to Houston. That's right. Uh, so that we can face the Astros. All right. Well, Joe's, I enjoy when you get very excited. I also enjoy when you get pissed off. Some may say I enjoy yeah. it more when you get pissed off, and I'll be <laughs> listening, and I appreciate you popping on, my man. Thank you, Joe's. No problem. No overreactions this year out of me, all right? No yeah. overreactions. I want, None. I want to see an epic reaction to a Soto walk. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs>
happen. I don't script them. It just happens. It <laughs> might happen where it's like a walk. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. All right, be good, Joe. Thank you, man. The great Joe's McFly. He's one of the – when I watch sports, sometimes I have companion things, like things mm-hmm. I like to do while I watch sports and checking in on Joe's McFly after the Yankees have a brutal <laughs> loss or a great win is one of my companion things to do. Because he'll also freak out and just mother bleep everybody, which I very much enjoy. And he's right about one thing. Like, I love it. I love watching young prospects. Like, Jet Williams got into the game on Sunday for the Mets, and I was very excited. And he stole the base. And I was like, damn it, it's Ricky Henderson. Spencer Jones is 5 for 5. Now, all of a sudden, he's the greatest slugger in the history of baseball. Now, what does it mean? It it doesn't mean much. Spring training doesn't mean a damn thing. But it is exciting seeing the young players. Now, can I bitch about something? Yes. Because I watch spring training, I'm going to tell you something that is really, really bothering me that may bother you guys when you get to opening day. It will not bother Sean. It may not bother you, Tiki. And I'll tell you why you're excluded from this, Sean. It won't bother you. So, obviously, there's these new jerseys, and everyone's talking about how you can see yeah. uh, genitalia. Give me the meat. It's I want the meat. It's a cup. Oh, a cup. Baseball players wear a cup. Basically, it might look like they're packing, but it's just a cup. <laughs> but uh, it's see-through. Yeah. So, people are making assumptions that it's not just a cup. So, I'm watching Saturday and Sunday, and what they decided to do is they decided to take the names on the back of the jersey. This is why Sean's not going to have an issue. And they shrunk it. <laughs> they shrunk it. I've got amazing eyesight, ladies and gentlemen. I don't brag about much, but, man, I'm like 80-20 vision. All right, I got some of the great vision ever recorded. And I'm squinting at the TV saying, what the hell is that? What does that say? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, why, why would they do that? Mm. Why would they shrink the name on the back of the jersey? Now, obviously, if you're a Yankee fan, you're probably chuckling right now because you don't have your dopey names yeah, on the back of the jersey. not about the name on the back. About the name on the front. That's right. Except for when they sum at the Yankee team store, and it's all ones. With That's ones. right. <laughs> but, dude, I'm watching this game, and I'm like, I'm squinting to see the names. And I'm, we're watching this one now, the Minnesota Twins here. I, it's it's red, so you really can't see You it. can't see it, but have you noticed that it's so much smaller? Well, of course. It's red on blue. So if your eyesight is anywhere short of 80-20, you can't read it. You can't see it. <laughs> Like that's also a problem. It should never be dark on dark. <laughs> no, it just doesn't make no, any that, sense. That's a different story, and I agree with you. And, and but not why, outlined. But why yeah. would they shrink the names on the back of the jersey? Most people, when they go to the ballpark or they're watching on TV, they may not know every single player, and they're trying to read the back name. And so these brainiacs at Fanatics, forget the balls that you can see. Who cares about that? That's because you're looking for something. Let's be honest. Anyone complaining about the see-through stuff? Like, well, uh, that's <laughs> Evan, on you. Evan, you Without the on jumbo it. package. Maybe that is the plan by the MLB Players Association Fanatics. Within five years, we'll be identifying players by what their balls look like. <laughs> what I do with my meat. <laughs> Maybe that's the plan. But that bothered me. That annoyed me greatly. But I hope everybody enjoyed spring training baseball. I'm already at the point where I'm done with it. Hmm. We asked Joe's, uh, Joe's uh, when he'll be done with it. I'm already done. I got my weekend. two games. A weekend. <laughs> well, here's a thought, Evan. I'm not done with it. I've enjoyed the couple innings I've gotten to watch this weekend. Maybe don't score every spring training game. You're right. done with it already. Yeah, it's exhausting when you got to change your lineup every three innings. Don't tell me not to score again. Well, why can't I score Because when you score a, a, a spring training game, yeah. you're changing the lineup. How okay. often? Like, 
I need to see this book. Like, how, how nuts is it? And it's got to hurt your head. It becomes tedious. You're the one declaring of all the baseball players you're done with spring training. I'm not. I, I've loved checking in on today. You didn't even watch done. Juan Soto hit his home run okay. on Sunday. I watched him walk and thought to myself, people are going to complain about this. Yeah, don't and put I, that in your head. I shifted and I had bigger fish to fry on the ice. But spring training is about a casual watch and enjoys. And one more question. Do you think the birds up north know spring training has started? Because I didn't hear a single bird chirping <laughs> until I woke up Saturday morning with the Mets on. <laughs> it was like they came and told us spring is here. It was very weird. It was strange. This weekend felt like spring for the first time, and it wasn't even that warm. Now, we're about to get warm temperatures. Yeah. We're supposed to get like 50s basically every day. Yeah, and then next week it's 60-something, 60 66. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. Dude, that's great. Sign, I'd sign for that on opening day right now, mm-hmm. which is still a month away. The Mets are opening up, obviously, at home. The Yankees are in Houston again the Astros, but there is something nice and refreshing about seeing baseball on TV, but I want to remind everybody something, something very, very important. It's a public service announcement. Everything you're watching doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, seriously. I know we're excited to see young players, but Jet Williams stealing a base doesn't mean he's Ricky Henderson. Spencer Jones going five for his first five doesn't mean he's Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> what? Are you ang me on Spencer Jones? Because you can't tell me that doesn't mean anything. 30% strikeout rate in single A. Get back to me, Okay. Bro. Get all back to me, bro. All I'm saying is you're doesn't right. Mean he can't, doesn't mean he can't be great. But, we but 30% is, strikeout rate in single A. I don't want to hear about a home run in spring training. We as non-nerd sports fans yeah. that only have had to read about Spencer Jones now getting our eyes on him, here's where it does matter. Go ahead. Public backlash if we dare try to trade him this year. Uh, I understand. How many people do you think are really watching these games, though? Mm. 500? I would say anybody over the age of 58 that's a Yankee fan did miss an inning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair, that's a definitely a fair point. Ah, it's good to have baseball back. Let's get back to your calls. Talk a lot of football so far. The Combine begins this week, and also beginning this week is a brand new segment on this show. You already know about what does Tiki know about Tiki, or how much does Tiki know about Tiki? <laughs> this week we will feature the Combine edition oh. of how much does Tiki know about Tiki. I've got all your Combine stats, and sprinkled out throughout the show today and throughout this week, We'll even challenge you with a little bit. How much does Tiki know about Tiki? Probably not a lot, except for my 40. We'll say, all right, challenge accepted. In fact, we'll give you that first edition coming up in the next 10 minutes. But right now, Lee is on Long Island. How you doing, Lee? Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? We're good, man. What's up? Okay, so I just wanted to uh, touch base with you guys because this is a call for uh, Evan and Tiki. It's also for Sean because um, – Justin Fields really makes no sense for any team in New York whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, really quick to touch on what he said, that he thought it would be perfect for the Jets. There are three quick reasons why it wouldn't be. First of all, Aaron Rodgers would never allow it, and he's in charge. Number two, <laughs> Joe Douglas would have to admit that he screwed up in the 2020 draft and took Zach Wilson instead of Justin Fields, uh, which he's already admitted the mistake. Great point. But he can't compound admitting that mistake. Right, and bringing in Justin Fields and getting rid of <laughs> Justin Bring it yeah. in a quarterback that you passed on. I mean, the next GM of the Jets can do that next year. And the third reason why it makes absolutely no sense is because of Nathaniel Hackett. He would not know what to do with Justin Fields. He would probably line him up at pump returner. He would have no (laughs) idea what's going on. So until you have an offensive coordinator that gets his head out of his rear end, he's never coming to Stop. Oh, this blasphemy. Everything he said. Now, I want to make something clear. I like Justin Fields. I'm high on Justin Fields. In a perfect world, Justin Fields could be the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. So I would make it work in the right circumstances. These circumstances are not right, and it's mostly money-related. Now, let me get to everything he said. I I think I disagree with everything he said. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. What makes you assume that Aaron Rodgers would say no to Justin Fields? 
What is that based on? Because he played for the Bears? Right. Like, that's not based on any reality. And it seems like Aaron Rodgers actually likes young quarterbacks. Like, he likes to think of himself as a mentor for some of these young guys. And I think he realizes he's not going to be the quarterback forever. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers would be anti-mentoring a young player. Yeah. That's number one. Even though he was anti-mentoring Jordan Love. Completely different. But that was different because Jordan Love was ostensibly trying to take his spot. Well, also, after he won an MVP. Here's or the, no, after he, no, it did win the MVP. He won the MVP, but here's the difference. There's a huge difference to that. A, he was blindsided. Okay, B, he had no idea they were going to mm. trade up yeah. and draft a quarterback in the first round. And B, in Aaron Rodgers' mind, he was playing like five more years at that point. Right. Right now, Aaron Rodgers at 40 coming off an Achilles understands where he is in his career. So the idea that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't allow it is absolute hogwash. That's number one. I throw it out. Number two. The Joe Douglas stuff. Hmm. You may be right that Joe Douglas wouldn't do that because of it making him look bad. That's still a horrible reason. That's a horrible, horrible reason to say, I'm not going to bring that guy in because I drafted someone else right before him. Well, hold on. That's ridiculous. Let's talk about it, though. So if if, if Joe Douglas says, and he realizes this was a mistake, but now I have a chance to correct it, and he's not going to have to play right away, he can learn just like Zach was supposed to, but he can learn under Aaron Rodgers. And in two years or so, he's going to be my starting quarterback at 27, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. And if he's great, then I've corrected the must. I've corrected that draft pick. Right. Like there's no other way to correct it. So Otherwise, it's lost in history. I agree. Like doubling down on a mistake, which they did last year, makes no sense. So I disagree with that. Now, what was the last one? Nate Hackett. Nate Look, Hackett. Here's the way I look at Nate Hackett. And if you take offense to this, I'm sorry. Nate Hackett is here because of his relationship with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Nate Hackett is the long-term answer as OC. So I think bringing in Justin Fields wouldn't necessarily be, how does he fit in Nate's system? It'd be more, let me get him into the room. He gets to work with Aaron Rodgers and eventually take over. Now, with all that said, it doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint, from a contract standpoint. That's why it doesn't work for the Jets, but all those reasons our last caller gave, yeah. I basically vehemently disagree with all of them. There's not one thing I agree right. with in that. Yeah, and especially, I mean, look, Nate has a specific way of coaching, and you better know what he's trying to get, and Aaron does. And he was trying to teach it to Zach. It was just too accelerated, and Zach couldn't pick it up. Zach was, was gun-shy. Zach. And so Zach's going to be gone, and it sounds like maybe somebody wants to trade for him. Great. Which is fantastic, so you can get rid of him without any... Uh, Without any negative fanfare, just disappears. Goodbye, L.A., right. I don't care. Exactly. And I'm not worried about him being a star. I'm not. No. That's not going to keep me up at night. No. Because bottom line is it didn't work here. It was never going to work here. Right. Dino in South Plainfield. What's going on, Dino? Hey, guys. How you doing, man? What's up, Dino? Good. Uh, so, Tiki, as the football guy next year, like, I'm, I'm a longtime Bears fan. I don't want to trade Justin Fields. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why they can't just Dino, Dino, the only, I mean, only reason that they are thinking about it is because they have the number one overall pick. And when you have that rare opportunity to get the number one overall pick, unless you suck for so many years, you just always have it, but that's not the Bears. They don't, they're don't. they not that bad that often. That You have to think at least about going to get the best player in the draft. You know what I mean? Correct. And this year, that best player happens to be a quarterback. And so... Well, I understand that, but a lot of the reasons I've heard is because they just want to reset the quarterback clock. I mean, is that a... Enough reasons well, to give it just feel no, no, you know, you know why it's not Dino. Six or seven players back. Dino, you know him? why it's not because there was a moment, and I remember railing about this when I was doing the national show with BT. 
I hated the fact that there was no tier below next next highest paid quarterback tier. And it was whoever came up got the next highest deal, even if that person or player, quarterback, wasn't deserving of it. But over the last couple of years, you started to see like these good but not great quarterbacks take deals that they des- that they earned, right? They're deserving deals. They're not breaking the bank. They're not getting 50 plus million. You know, some guys are signing for $25 million a year. Daniel Jones was 40. That sounds like a lot, but it's 50 it's 16 million dollars short per year of what the top is getting. It used to not be that way. So if Justin Fields should stay in in Chicago, go one more year, they're not going to they're not going to pick up the fifth year option, so he'll be available for free agency. They'll likely work out a deal that's not top end. It'll be exactly what he deserves, just like what Daniel Jones got. So don't be worried about the number if he should have a good season next year because it's gonna he's gonna get what he deserves. I think that's the one good thing about the quarterback position in the NFL. You get paid what you deserve as opposed to I'm I'm a starting quarterback and I started all year, therefore I need to be the next highest paid quarterback in the NFL. You know what I'd be worried about? I'd be worried as a Bear fan moving on from Justin Fields because I'm in a really, really tough spot. Hmm. I've got a kid who over three years has gotten a little bit better right. every single year, and he's 25 years old. Yep. So I've got a guy who's progressing, something I didn't see from any of my other quarterbacks, speaking as a Jet fan. So I got a guy who's only in his third year, or has completed three years, and he's gotten better and better and better. But now, because of some great foresight, I have the number one overall pick. Yeah. And I know that I will regret passing on a quarterback. I will regret trading that pick out. If Justin Fields doesn't become the guy, I'm now hopeful he can be. So then my other option is, oh, just take a quarterback and get rid of Justin Fields. Well, what if that development I've seen for the last three years continues? Yeah. And what if Justin Fields turns out to be better than whoever, whoever I take? Right. Like, right. that would be such a regret if I'm a Bear fan. Yeah, That's not a great spot. It's it, a great spot to be in, but it's not a great yeah. spot to be in, if you know what I mean. I don't think resetting the quarterback t- clock for for resetting sake is worth it because that's what this field that's no no, what no. you got to like. do it if you think this guy is the franchise quarterback right but but I'm saying with 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 Caleb um um at sitting at the top and Justin Fields as the two options you can either stick with Justin Fields or reset it and then try again with Caleb or whoever you get with Dre Mayer who doesn't doesn't matter Jaden Daniels doesn't matter but. You either stick with Justin Fields, his clock is accelerated, so you got to pay him a little bit more, or you reset it just to restart the clock. The reset it to restart the clock thing doesn't make sense to me. So the combine begins this week. Let us bring back what does Tiki know about Tiki? How much does Tiki know about Tiki? What is it called? How much does Tiki know about Tiki? Yes. That's right. Combine edition. Combine edition. Maybe know your own bit title. (laughs) I've only done it 500 times and I still forgot it. How much does Tiki know about Tiki? Ah, you're getting very cocky about this 40-yard dash. Yes. What was your time? Four, five, six. He nailed it. Wow. How much does Tiki know about Tiki? Let's see how good you are. Let's further this. By the way, that was just that was a bad combine time. Just for just for reference. Yeah, four five six even though that isn't that good. But in my pro day at UVA I ran four three eight. You want me to explain it for you? Well, I'll tell you this, we're not doing what is Tiki know about Tiki Pro Day edition. (laughs) So that information's interesting, but I'm just talking about the combine. Yeah, go ahead. So you get to the combine. You ate too much. So I had a lot of hamstring injuries in college. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first things I got asked to do was take this this Cybex test. 
So they strap your 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 ankle into this machine. It's like a a leg extension machine. You've ever seen those? So like so you sit in a leg extension machine. They strap your ankle to it. So and it's pull and push. So you push, it measures your it's the power in your quad. You pull, it measures the power in your hamstring. Right. And you just have to do it over and over again. Like it's called called a Cybex test. And so I had to do this for like I don't know twenty minutes. And I'm trying to like show that my my hamstrings and my quads are balanced. Mm. And so I'm pulling really hard on my hamstrings and kind of going okay on my quads, pulling really hard on my hamstrings. I was so dead the next day you when tired I tired yourself out trying to pass this <laughs> stupid Cybex test uh, for whatever reason. It didn't matter. Wait, so what did you do at the pro day? You got a four three, you said? Ran a four three eight. Four three eight. Yeah. If Sean ran a forty yard dash right now, how many seconds would Five it take? two. Five two? Yep. The last time I ran it, it was six six. No. Oh. <laughs> Not even close. Wow. What would I run? Uh, eight, three. Yeah, I was going to say. If you ran a 6-6, six, six, yeah. I would say I'm breaking an 8. I think that was during the pandemic, too. Mm. Unofficial time. Yeah. yeah. I may do that tomorrow morning. I may run a 40. Just to see how I do. You should both do it. <laughs> yeah, and I would definitely beat him. Uh, and if I win, I get to cut my beard off. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Combine edition. I'm, I'm, I'm quick, not fast. There's a difference. I tell you this. You'd have nothing to worry about. I am so freaking slow. That I am confident. I said on Friday that everybody at WFN could beat me up. Somehow that got misconstrued in the morning to I could beat everyone up. Even though, even though it was clear. What? It's the op. Yeah. For a few minutes, Boomer and Geo were like, yeah, Evan said he could beat everyone up at WFAN. Meanwhile, the whole thing was how yes. I can't beat anybody up at WFAN. <laughs> but I am confident in this. Not only can I not beat anyone up at WFAN, mm-hmm. I will lose in a race. A 40-yard dash to every single person at WFAN with the exception, there's an exception, of two off-air people, mm-hmm. Eddie Scazzeri and Dove Kramer. Oh. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Al Dukes, Geo, Boomer, BT, Sal, Keith, Big Mac, you name it, Loogie, Sean. So the only two people I couldn't beat, no offense, are on the plump yeah. and older side. One guy what? had a heart attack. The other guy needs insulin every 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what about Spike? No. I couldn't beat him he in just a race had, He just had a hip replacement. He'd still kick my ass. <laughs> oh, trust me. I factored in the hip replacement. All right, one more question. Let's see if Tiki knows this about Tiki. Okay. You ready? Yep. You ready? I How much it. does Tiki know about Tiki? Combine edition. Miles per hour in the 40-yard dash. Miles Per hour. Yeah, I got the MPH, the miles per hour, in Tiki's 40-yard dash. I am going to say, let's see, 10 miles, 10 minutes. Doing math. No, I'm just calculating my treadmill. <laughs> How much does Tiki know about Tiki? I'm going to say 10 and a half. That's not even close. <laughs> what is it? 17.94 oh, miles wow. per hour. <laughs> wow, the cheetah. <laughs> Seriously. See, I'd love to see that, too. Like, what's the fastest miles per hour? It's got to be, like, We could get if we were running. You mean us or, like, no, act, no, actual, like, a elite athlete? No, us. I tried it once because in my neighborhood they set up a miles per hour kind of meter to try to slow people down. It's no way right. And so one day I tried to run it, uh-huh. and it wouldn't register. No, exactly. No way. <laughs> By the way, I've done the same, so I knew there was no way. Oh, you knew it doesn't register? By the yeah. way, I should have known that. I should have because I have one in around going out to Hanover Road running – and I run by it every day. And it never registers? It does register. Oh, it, you show off. It wow. does. 
and it's it's like 15 or 16 miles per hour. Really? So I should have known that. I should have wow. known that. I feel horrible <laughs> about myself now. Yeah, so what, what's the minimum where it doesn't register? Like uh, Probably like 10, under 10. Oh, man. That's freaking depressing. So every time I go by it, I start sprinting because I want to see. I'm <laughs> we serious. Can't, like, we can't do it. <laughs> Show to me and Evan. I know. <laughs> and we can't pull it off. Uh, we'll get back to your calls in a minute. 877-337-6. We approach 4 o'clock on this fine February Monday. Evan and Tiki here on The Fan. A lot of football early on with the Combine beginning this week. And the offseason just a few weeks away. But last week, or I guess it was two weeks ago now, uh, Sean Morash whipped out this wonderful event known as A-Rod Day. We honored Alex Rodriguez. And I still don't know where his retired number is. Actually, I do know where his retired number is. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. It I'm just needed to be cleaned, and it will be placed back up the top of the WFAN studios. But we honored A-Rod, and it was a real fun time. Alex Rodriguez even joined the show. And Alex Rodriguez even joined the show while he was on vacation. And apparently, that story is checking out correctly. Because over the weekend, Alex Rodriguez did an interview during the Minnesota Timberwolves game. And Alex Rodriguez made quite news on social media. And the only reason I found out about this is Sammy Sosa's name was trending. And I was like, why is Sammy Sosa's name trending? Sammy Sosa, the last we saw of him, looked like a completely different human being because his skin tone had changed dramatically. Yes, light, so lighter. Ac- accusations were made that it, like he was bleaching his skin. Right. And so Alex Rodriguez looked much darker than we've ever seen him. And that created this discussion of like, what, what's going on with Alex Rodriguez? So that was the talk of social media for a good 24 hours. And then Alex Rodriguez, a man who was honored a week and a half ago, and I got to hand it to him, he is a man of the people. Because not only did he join us on A-Rod Day, he very quickly went on social media to address the story about his skin. All right, everybody. I know that I'm dark, but I am Dominican, and I went on vacation, (laughs) and I fell asleep (laughs) in the sun. (laughs) So everybody calm down. Tranquilito, suavecito, mi gente, ya. So how do you take that? Do we believe him? That yeah, he went on I vacation do. and fell asleep. What, I mean, it happens. And by the uh, way, we should be the four that believe him the most, knowing that he joined us from vacation. I know he was I, on vacation. hundred percent. The timing checks out. All of it checks out. And by the way, if you don't flip the burger on vacation, you fall asleep out there. You can get real, real dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't have experience with this because whenever I get like, when I have too much sun, I get burnt. Like I don't even tan. But I think he was burnt. Oh, was out. What you're thinking? Absolutely. Because it didn't look like fresh, glowing tan. It looked like (laughs) crispy to crispy tan. There's a difference. You know, when I saw this story and I heard Alex's response, it made me think that if he was playing today, that would be such an A-Rod story. (laughs) It would be such a typical A-Rod story. It's so easy to, to put on sunscreen. But if you forget and you're out in the sun for a long time. This happened to me when I was caddying for my brother. You know that Lake Tahoe Invitational the NBC used to do? Sure. It's, it's just whatever. It's a celebrity invitational <laughs> out in, in Lake Tahoe. They have the boats on the side, and they're hitting, and people are screaming from the boats. So I caddied for Ronde, and I forgot my hat. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, ah, I'll be fine. It's just just a little sun. It, I got so burnt oh, dude, that two days later, my head peeled, oh, like in oh. a sheet. It just peeled back in a sheet, and it was disgusting. So that's what he looked like. He looked yeah. like he was burnt. <laughs> 
Not like, oh, I got just a little too tan. No, you look burnt. And by the way, in the selflessness of A-Rod and the restoration that is A-Rod after we retired his number here, clap it up for him because it's so obvious. Again, he is showing his maturity and not being a liar. It is so clear that he went out there and fell asleep, and this is just more of a push. What would be his lie, though? Like, if, well, but if this thing. was old A-Rod, he's like, I'm going to lie. I don't want to admit I fell asleep while tanning. But fall, what would possibly be the lie? I don't know, but if you fall asleep on vacation, like, in essence, we're laughing at you because you look silly that you did that. Like, he's being honest and forthright. I don't know what lie he could come up with, but how about give him some credit? Everybody wants to bash him for making up stories. I'm, I'm not bashing him. No, we're not. I'm uh, saying the public, that's usually the thought. This is clear. A-Rod's a changed man. A-Rod. <laughs> his number for real. Uh, A-Rod is definitely a changed man. One other thing I also noticed this weekend, Carlos Mendoza grew out a little bit of a goatee. Mm -hmm. Luis Severino grew out a goatee. Harrison Bader... It's spring training. Well, hold on. ...has grown out a full, beautiful red beard. Do you find it interesting... That all these former Yankees, as soon as they get away from the Yankees. As soon as they get to the Mets. No, I'm only bringing up the Mets because we see them. Like, I'm not watching every former Yankee around baseball. Like, I haven't checked on Joey Gallo's, you know, facial treatment. But I notice it because we watch the Mets. Every former Yankee is growing out their beard. You know what that tells you? What's that? They got to change this beard policy. They're all miserable. Or it's spring training, and it's just like chill mode. And these guys are fishing and golfing in their free time. And they're not caring about their appearance. Yeah, but you realize that none of them would be allowed to have that it. at Yankee uh-huh. camp. That's it. What is the first thing a kid does with their grandparents when they're watching them or whatever? Oh, mommy and daddy don't let me have soda or candy. <laughs> you true. rush to have the soda and the candy with the grandparents. You lie because you want to taste something you're not allowed to have. <laughs> right. All these Mets, they weren't allowed to have a beer. So the first time to taste it without it, they're going to do it and grow it. Yeah, look, think about Mendy and Severino specifically. Forget oh. Bader. Those guys have not been allowed to grow a goatee for a decade. They've been Yankees for so long, they haven't been given that chance. Well, if they really I think that's a fair analogy, by the way. If they really want it, they can just do it in the offseason. Yeah, and then they have to cut it like labor tourists did. Okay. You cut it when you have to. Yeah, but it's showing you that this is just outdated. Well, this ha- I mean, this has to stop. Yeah. You know, your, your <laughs> Stalinist policy of oh, you're stop. not allowed to have a beard. Is that too far? That is a little too far. <laughs> By the way, speaking of beards, how about Don Mattingly looking like Santa Claus I know. Now? Oh, I thought that was a fake picture. No. Oh, Don Mattingly with the big white I beard? I thought it was a fake picture. No. Now I know it's not, but yeah. I thought it was a fake picture. Another example of former Yankee saying, I'm just letting it all grow out. <laughs> oh, but Donnie was always destined for that. Nah, yeah. Well, he fought with the Yankees. He got suspended mm. because he was throwing it out too right. much. Him and George went at it back in the day. I just think this is showing oh you all. God. What? That's it. That's your out, Ev. What? You should be calling the Yankees today begging for a one-day contract. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> you know, it's, that's a great point because if you recall about two months ago, Susan Waldman, very eloquently, offered Tiki, not me, mm-hmm. Tiki a chance to join her in the booth and call a game. Now, I very quickly jumped in and said, hey, Susan, yeah. what about me? Can I come? And she's like, of course, of course. If somehow that got approved by the New York Yankees. Does that apply to the broadcasters? I don't, I don't know the answer. If we had to do a Yankee spring training game, hmm. do I have to cut my beard because it's against Yankee policy? I think I do. I, I'm trying to think of any of the broadcasters that have beards. No, they don't. 
I don't think They're so. They're all clean shaven. Huh. I should have kept my mouth shut. Boy, you gave me the out. <laughs> Evan, Evan, Evan Kabika stands. If he becomes a Yankee, he yes. gets out of it. Right? Imagine that. That's my out. <laughs> now, the problem Good is job, I, Sean. I somehow have to have the Yankees approve you and I broadcasting a game right. with Susan Waldman. I think the odds of that, especially after A-Rod Day, <laughs> <laughs> may not necessarily be that high. Why? We just pointed out the obvious. There is a legion of fans that are Sean ages and maybe a little bit younger, maybe a little bit older, that revere Alex Rodriguez. Yes. They love his contribution to the Yankees. Yeah, and you know who and doesn't? They and they don't care about the whole, you know, suing, suing, the, team suing the team thing. <laughs> well, the Yankees may care about It didn't that. go anywhere. I mean, it doesn't matter. St- I still don't think, like, teams or people like to be sued. Yeah. Just, a, just a gut feeling. I've yeah, never it, been It sued. happens everywhere, all the time. All right. Let's go to Rich in Staten Island. What's up, Rich? What's up, Rich? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. So um, I'm not sure if anyone liked the show The Office, but all I picture is Dwight Schrute as Evan running past the radar gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good comparison, so, yes. I definitely tagged you guys in Twitter, so whenever you're bored, you can look at that. Nice. Uh, anyway. Thank you. So, uh, Evan, I, I usually agree with you, pal, but I'm not sure if you had a bad weekend. I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on with the whole, you know, getting rid of the third round pick for Justin Fields thing. I mean, the Giants have more holes than Swiss cheese. <laughs> Joe Shane needs another offseason, and this is going to be his third draft class. I don't think he's done a terrible job. He got Jalen Hyatt in the third round last right, year. Right, right. Just, Justin Fields is coming from a team that he's. It's his second offensive coordinator, to my knowledge. Yes. And then this would be the third one, right? Like we yeah. see that that trend doesn't really help. Look at Daniel Jones. We always talk about letting him stay, letting him, you know, work his magic with a coach for more than two seasons. So if they draft a guy like J.J. McCarthy in the second or third round or maybe a backup, what, I, mean, I don't really see why we would go ahead and get someone else's, uh, for lack of a better term, garbage. I'm not calling Justin uh, Fields garbage. But that's the problem. That getting rid of him. But Rich, but Rich, Evan, Rich, we have a fundamental Evan, disagreement on this because I think you're viewing Justin Fields. And even the way you framed it, think about the first thing you said to us. You said sure. getting rid of a third-round pick for Justin Fields. How about – Trading a third round pick for Justin Fields. Like, well, you're going to have to. There's a guy next to you, though, Evan. His brother, third round pick, turned out to be a Hall of Famer. But I'm not, right. so I'm not downgrading I'm go there. Ahead. It is. There it is. No, you're missing Curtis the point. No, no, you guys Curtis are missing the point. You're missing the point. I'm not saying third round picks can't be successful. I'm saying your plan that you even laid out is drafting a quarterback in which you're going to use an even more valuable asset no, 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 to draft no, an unknown. No, 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 it's not what I'm saying. I okay. actually called a show a few months back, and Diggy said I'm crazy because I didn't want to get my quarterback in the first round. Because gotcha. Diggy was saying, my guy, my guy. Uh, listen, the Giants seriously have a lot of holes, and Daniel Jones' dead cap is $22 million after next season. Yes. I'm tired of the dead cap. Uh, you know, after, and then after the following year, it's $6 million. I'll cut him then. Let Daniel Jones play one more year. Let him see what, what you got in him. Fully healthy season. Get me some offensive line. Andrew Thomas is good. Evan Neal, let's try to move him to guard. And let's draft Joe Alt. That's who I want. I, I want like, Joe Alt and but, but, I want Rich, a few Rich, more Rich. wide receivers. You can yep. do that, which is a fine, fine plan, while also trading or acquiring a younger quarterback that may be better than anyone you add this year or next year. Like, it's not an either-or thing. Like, when you say, hey, I want to use my first-round pick on an offensive lineman, I'm not even disagreeing with you. You're not giving up your first-round pick to bring in a guy like Justin Fields, who's 25 years old. But the only reason you're suggesting this is because you have no faith in Daniel Jones staying healthy. Neither does Joe Shane. He said they're adding a quarterback, did he not? Well, he's. He, I think he's talking about probably similar to what the Jets need a quarterback for. They need a veteran backup. and That's not what he said, though. I know, but... Now, that may be what I'm, they do, Tiki. You saying, may be right, but that's, that's not what he said. I'm talking about what I think they need. The okay. Jets definitely need one. It's not even a question. And Woody and Woody Johnson 
uh, is the one that is. Woody leaving. got a lot of airtime <laughs> yeah, this weekend. Saturday night in South Carolina, all I could look out was Big Wood. What are you doing there, Woody? Oh, uh, we know. I know why he's there. He's begging for another job. All right. Let me be an ambassador so I can get out of here. Don't have to watch my Jets anymore. And then we then we get stuck with Christopher Johnson, <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen. It's not like we're better off. The Jets need a backup quarterback. The right. Giants also need a backup quarterback. Now they may have one in Tommy DeVito, but they they need a competition. I just don't think because you're right about the competition side of this, Evan. I just don't think that Justin Fields is the right guy. One because it's too short of a window to test it, and then two, it's like it, it, it creates a wasted pick if he if Daniel Jones or even Tommy DeVito beats him out, and and then then what are you doing? Because you're not going to say, oh, we're going to hold on to Justin Fields for just to see what happens a year from now. If he doesn't win or play next year, mm-hmm. then he's gone. Yes, and it's yeah. So it's like you wasted a potential opportunity to draft a usable player. You guys keep saying the word wasted. Like, a lot of draft picks, in your words, turn out to be wasted because guys don't turn out to be as good as you think. That doesn't mean you don't draft a guy. Most draft picks turn out to be wasted. If you have to, quote-unquote, waste a third-round pick for a flyer on a 25-year-old quarterback who over his last 20 games has put up identical numbers to Lamar they're Jackson. Identical. The numbers they're are very good. close, dude. Not even, not me. All right, you want me to read them all? Fine, fine. You don't believe me. I all don't. Right. Here I we don't. go. Last 20 games. Completion percentage, 66% for Lamar, 62% for Justin Fields. Slight edge for Lamar. That's a a big edge. Yards per attempt, Lamar Jackson, 7.8. Justin Fields, 6.8. Touchdowns. It's a yard. It's a whole yard. 26 for Lamar, 26 for Fields. Interceptions, 8 for Lamar, 14 for Fields. Just for clarity's sake, the the touchdowns Mm -hmm. are only applicable because Lamar Jackson didn't play the end of last season. That's all I'm saying. Keep going. It's the last 20 games. Though. I know. Justin Fields missed how many games? He yeah. missed games, too. You want to play that game, it, it applies to him as well. Okay. <laughs> okay? Rushing yards. Lamar Jackson, 1,032. Justin Fields, 1,376. Rushing touchdowns, Lamar, 6. Justin Fields, 9. Okay, now tell me the eye test. Who's the better quarterback? Lamar Jackson. No one's saying he's not the better quarterback. Okay. I said comparable. But, 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 Close. But the eye test and the win percentage matters for quarterbacks. And Justin Fields just doesn't win a lot. He yeah. doesn't make those game-winning plays. You don't think other aspects of a team matter? Like the Baltimore well, Ravens were damn do. good. They were the one seed in the but AFC. Evan, Evan, and you, you argued this about Fields earlier. Which quarterback puts their defense in a worse position, you know, most of the game? Oh, my it's God. Justin you guys, Fields with you, the fumbles, the You guys are that. missing the point no, on but that's why comparable, quarterbacks. comparable and close and better. I'm not saying he's better than Lamar Jackson. But you guys are saying wasting a third-round pick on that. Listen to yourself for a second. Wasting a third-round pick for a guy that I'm even entertaining an argument with you guys in terms of numbers versus Lamar Jackson. Like, you act like he's nothing. You act mm. like he's crap. Who? You act, Justin Fields. I'm not, I've never said he's crap. I'm just saying I don't trust that he's going to evolve into this quarterback that in a in his fourth system, third third different that coordinator. That disqualifies him because he's in his fourth system? Uh, Why does that disqualify him? Daniel Jones has been in a 100 system. It systems. doesn't, but he, what's his expertise? Like, what's he great at? Running the football. Okay. Is that what that what we want our quarterback to do? What's Lamar Jackson's expertise? By the way, what's Daniel Jones's expertise? You want to play that game? Daniel Jones's best quality is running the football. Daniel Jones threw for however many touchdowns, 3,000-plus yards in 13 games, and however many touchdowns as a rookie. Daniel Jones has the ability to do those other things. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the wide receiving core or depth to do it over the last 
four years. Let's not act like year. the Bears have had this of incredible course, wide receiver. Of course core. they have. Come I'm not even, not even not even pretending that they did. But Justin Fields has never looked like an elite quarterback. He looks like an elite runner. Has Daniel Jones looked like an elite he quarterback? He did. His rookie season, oh he looked God. like he, he was. That's the crazy thing that you think that. I disagree with you. Did you not? Do you not remember his, his rookie, rookie season, season with Pat Trimmer? He looked elite. He had a good rookie season. We're going to use the word elite. I'm talking about being able to throw the ball downfield. I'm talking about throwing double digit touchdowns. I'm talking about feeling confident in the pocket and making quick decisions. He did all of that stuff. Right. And then. Coordinator, head coach, coordinator change, coordinator change, head coach change. It just it got convoluted for him until Daniel until Dave's came here and you felt him stabilize. Now a lot of that was with his legs because the strength of the Giants two years ago, two seasons ago, was their run game, including him as a runner. Right, and there was no the receivers were not a you know look they weren't just they just weren't impactful and then they were hurt and they have a tight end who could who stayed healthy for them. This year was supposed to be the year we're going to find out. But then everybody got hurt. The offensive line played terrible. He got sacked 30 times in six games. So the quarterback who looked elite in your mind when it occurred five years ago matters more to the guy who's gotten I better just, over I just the last know three years than Justin Fields? I just know that Daniel Jones, I believe that Daniel Jones can this do This is it. why Fields is so perfect. Think about this competition. This is a real quarterback competition of if they brought him it in. Is. But you're going to give up a third-round pick for a guy that might not end up when to start it. You're going to use a second-round pick. pick or a first-round pick to draft some kid yeah, at quarterback. But at least you have that guy for four years. I get that. You could have this guy for four years oh if you decide God. to pay Unless him. Unless he loses the quarterback job to Daniel Jones or Tommy DeVito. Okay, then it's a lost pick. Okay? That's, that's the risk you take. And they can't, they can't afford to do that. Oh, my God. Evan, what are we talking about? <laughs> You're not, you guys aren't paying attention. No, no, you you are not lost, paying attention. You have lost picks in the draft anyway. I, but that's, I, so I, that's I, an excuse. So no, because no, you failed at picks I, in the draft? I'm saying this is a good risk. Your reward on no, this is your franchise quarterback. And the risk is, yes, a wasted no, pick. No. I admit Evan, there's a risk to it. There's a risk with any pick you make. Be honest. Why is there a discussion right now as to why the Giants should be looking to upgrade the quarterback position from Daniel Jones? Because Daniel Jones can't stay on the field. Okay, uh, that combined with many people still to this day, five years later, are saying, what is Daniel Jones? We don't know what the – and it frustrates fans no end. Okay. That is the exact conversation around Justin Fields. The Giants need to move away from those conversations. Mm-hmm. And the only true way to do that, yeah, you get have a quarterback competition. You want to bring in Mitchell Trubisky to fight with Daniel for a little no, bit. No, thank you. I'm, I agree, Tiki. The only true way to do it is to reset the clock and to reset the clock in a quarterback-rich draft of which right now you're holding the sixth overall pick, whether that's in a high second rounder, moving up in the first round, whatever it may be. Justin Fields doesn't reset the All clock. You it just can, gives you here's more the questions. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. What you're more concerned about than quarterback play is a clock. That's your problem. You're more concerned it, with... Unfortunately, a salary four, cap-driven NFL, that does matter. No, no, but it doesn't if you find the right guy. Dude, this guy's got Justin be- Fields has proven he's the right guy. Okay, yeah, but has he gotten better in the last three years? Has Show he get better? Daniel Jones. No, he hasn't. Yes, he- no, he, he hasn't. Sean, last year, did he get better? And you could tell me the offensive line, Tiki, I get it. Did he get better last year? Well, or did he go backwards? If the season didn't end and he played with Tyree Phillips oh, hold and then healthy Andrew hold Thomas, when, he wins more games than Taylor he, and DeVito. When he played last season. I think it's, you can't evaluate him off last oh, season. Sure. You Evan, can. Evan, you got to be fair. You can't evaluate Daniel Jones. So we just throw that out. doesn't count. Not doesn't, doesn't count, but he played six games and he was hurt for most of like the whole season. He felt like he was hurt. And he even, never, even when he was playing, he was hurt. You could see it, right? I, you can't evaluate Daniel Jones off of last season. So 
to say he got better last year? No, of course he didn't. But he hardly played. I, I get it. But when he was out there, he was not good. And, yes, the offensive line played oh a major God. role in that, Tiki. I agree. Dude. But, but, dude, what? How One can... guy's gotten better in three straight years. I, you can't say that about Daniel Jones right now. Yeah, it's a big but, part of why they're probably going to move on from But him. you're looking at it in a vacuum. And you're not, you're not counting the circumstances around both of these teams. Uh, the, the Bears' offensive line wasn't great, but it was better than what the Giants put out there. They had depth at their run game. They had an elite wide receiver. They had some talent mm-hmm. uh, from Mooney to DJ uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah. Right? They had some talent out there. Whereas the Giants, I mean, they were they had talent, but they didn't know how to utilize it. And then their offensive line was so bad. Daniel Jones, he had less than three seconds in most of these dropbacks. I mean, I, I went and watched all his sacks a week or so ago, and it's 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 troubling how bad they are. And so I can't evaluate him off of last year's tape. You're better off looking at 2022 when he was really good. Wasn't elite, wasn't top-end quarterback, didn't throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, but he was really good, and he helped his team win. The one thing that Justin Fields has yet to learn how to do consistently is win, and that's with or without talent around him. Daniel Jones can at least do that. Let's go to Huey out in St. Louis. What's up, Huey? Hey, guys. How are you? What's up, man? Good. So, so again, Evan, you're driving me crazy here <laughs> So right. with the Fields thing. So, Here's my argument for this. Jones and and uh, Fields, you could say, are, are similar quarterbacks to this point, right? Neither one's had a lot of success. Mm-hmm. I trust Jones more. He's won a playoff game and whatnot. But if, if you go ahead and bring Fields in and he has a decent year and he starts, let's say Jones gets hurt or whatever, then you're sitting here a year from now, you have to decide whether to pay him. And I would just as soon reset the clock and pay a young guy because we've seen, for the most part, teams aren't winning when they have to pay the quarterback. I know Mahomes is the uh, exception there. Right. But, but he's that, got a, that, he's, he's basically a bank, though, Huey. Right? He true. signed a half-a-billion-dollar deal. He restructured it at the beginning of the season, and he's going to restructure well, it again. And the other thing that Mahomes <laughs> does, and I don't think there's any other quarterback in the league that can do this. I think he's the one guy who is the eraser of flawed talent around him. Oh, without a doubt. Like, without they were doubt. able to basically, for most of the year, for the last two years— have non-elite level. Yeah, they were middling. Were middling right. wide receivers, not named Travis Kelsey as a tight end. Yes. And Pop Mahomes was able to overcome it. And I think every other quarterback in the league kind of needs the help that Mahomes doesn't. Yep. Look, the money is a thing. And that's the negative. That's why the cost of Justin Fields is only going to probably be a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. But the way I view things is if I can find my answer, if I've got my answer, And look, there's a chance you don't have your answer after this season. And you're right. It's a wasted third-round pick. I get it. That's the cost of doing business. If you can find your answer, then the money doesn't matter as much. It doesn't. Because you you, found your answer at quarterback, the most important position. If you get the solution, then the means don't matter. That's what it comes down to. Now, I just think it's, it's a more complex conversation than just bringing in Justin Fields for competition's sake. That's my only point. I don't like Justin Fields in the long term because I don't know about Justin Fields in the long term yet. More of your calls coming up, including one other interesting thing going on at the Combine right now. The competition committee is meeting, and they're talking rule changes. We'll get to it coming up, 877-337-6666. One of the interesting things that happens at the Combine is that the rules committee is meeting. They're talking about rule changes in the NFL, and usually we bitch about NFL rules as it's happening. Like, as there's something that occurs during the NFL season, we complain. What a dumb rule. I hate that rule, but this is actually where things get done. And I was very disappointed to see, Tiki, that 
they are not considering changing the fumble through the end zone oh, rule, which drives me one. nuts and should drive you nuts as a former NFL well, running back. I just back. don't think they know how to change it. So if they change it to, like, what do you make it? You make it a 10-yard penalty? Yes. Or, or 10-yard loss of yardage? Like Move it, it, the line of scrimmage to the 20. Done. End right. of story. You can't have a turnover. That's the simplest one. Yes. It should be the equivalent you, of a holding penalty. Bring it back. Well, no, 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 not even. If you fumble through the end zone as opposed to it being a touchback for, so loss of down, whatever, even though it's probably for, it doesn't matter. T- instead of it being a touchback for the opposing team, it becomes essentially a touch forward because you're not going back. You move back to the 20-yard line. move back to the 20-yard line. Done. And you start whatever down it is. Yeah. Could so be first was, down, by so, the way. And, and for, so if it was third down and you fumble through the end zone, it's now fourth down on the 20. Correct. That that would make sense. That's the answer. And it, it affected the Jets about seven years ago. Austin, Safarian, Jenkins play. Jets, Patriots. I'm sure there are Jet fans that remember uh-huh. that. And I made a promise to myself after that play and after that moment. I said, I will never give up this fight. I will never let the dumbness of this rule win out. Mm. And so to hear all these years later, because that game was 2017, so we're talking seven years ago, six yep. and a half years ago. The idea that that rule still exists bothers me to no end. And, yeah, so I read Judy Batista, who covers the NFL, tweeted out, yeah, there's no momentum to change that. The momentum that they're talking about changing is the kickoff. Oh. Because apparently, and I've, I've read this wrong over the last few years, I have gotten the impression that based on all the rule changes they've made, they just want to get rid of it. Right. So just get rid of it. There were only, I think, 22% of kickoffs were returned this year. Sounds Some, like, right. obscenely low right. number. It's almost a waste of play. So you have two options. Number one is just get rid of it. Number two is change the rules to encourage more returns. Now, if you're talking about player safety, and that's a big concern of yours, how can you do both? How can you care about player safety and then have this play continue to happen and it's a violent, violent play? So they are talking about the XFL kickoff rule, and they are proposing that as a possibility, which... I'm open to. Yeah. Because I don't want to get rid of the kickoff. I only want to get rid of the kickoff if it's just a dope play that never happens. Well, I mean. If you're telling me it's going to happen, let's go. I guess they did this study on the amount of concussions and where they happened most. And they were on the kickoff because it was just a high-speed collision. Now, they they mitigated that a little bit because they made the kickoff team not be able to run up to the line of scrimmage. And so, Contact wasn't happening as violently, but it was still happening. But I think, I think the way to make the kickoff interesting and relevant is is to is to make it so that you have to return it, right? Right. So it's not touchbacks over and over and over and over, or in trying to incentivize teams to I don't know fair catch it, so you get the ball at the twenty five yard line. Move the move it back instead of moving it forward to the thirty five. Move it back to the thirty, so it's harder to to get a touchback and you actually get a return, it becomes a more interesting play all of a sudden. Because kickoffs are fun, man. They are fun. Like, I mean, this 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 is why Devin Hester's in the Hall of Fame. Right. It's because he's a kickoff returner. So the, the-, the XFL rule, just so for anyone who's like, well, what is the XFL mm-hmm. rule? Like, what is going to change? The kicker lines up at the 30-yard line. Right now, the kicking team lines up at the 35-yard line. Yes. So the kicker lines up at the 30-yard line, and the 10 other members of the kicking team lines up at the opponent's 35, five yards away from the returning team. The kicker and the returner are the only players who can move until the ball is fielded. Mm -hmm. So they have to wait. Then when the ball is fielded, 
then you could try to bring him down. And touchbacks are placed at the 35-yard line. Yeah. So the thought behind the XFL rule is that, A, it encourages it encourages returns, but then, B, is a less violent play. Yeah. So because, it accomplishes both things. Right, because contact is happening probably with maybe 10 yards r- speed to running, you know, like approaching to the, the tackler. Right. It's not going to be more than 10 yards. So you're nowhere near full speed. So the high-speed collisions aren't there. Now, the problem is it just looks weird. Like it, it's That's just, all right. We'll get just, used to it's it. It's just an odd look to kick off from the 30, and then every the rest of your team is, I don't know, 30 yards in front of you. It kind of doesn't make sense, but, I mean, I guess we'll get used if to it. If it results in more kick returns and less, you know, injuries, I, honestly, that's a win-win. I think the problem is it would result in a lot of, like, big plays. Yeah, what's wrong with that? You'd see a lot of what's like, wrong return with touchdowns. Okay. Because think about so all I know is because I was on a kickoff. I was I was the, the the safety. I was never like the breaking the wedge. I was never going down and making tackles. I was always a safety. But the point of the kickoff is directional. Whether you're center or right or left, it's to squeeze. You squeeze into into a space and you hem the returner in so he can't get free without running into bodies. But if they're that far in front of the kicker meaning the kicking team or is that far in front of the kicker, they're kind of stuck in their lanes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so all it's going to take is one or two big blocks and the returner is free. Well, what is wrong with this? There's like going to be a lot this. of touchdowns. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns. What's the problem with that? <laughs> I mean, you're saying it in like a negative tone. Are you jealous? Oh, you're jealous. Mm. <laughs> I just, I think about, mm. I think about the, De- the Devin Hester kickoff, yeah. like phenom that he was. Okay. Like he earned those, man. I know, but it'll be judged differently. It's like the no, NFL today. Rece- it, 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 receptions today compared to 1972. It's a completely different stat. Yeah, yards, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's, we're just going to judge skewed. it differently. Statistics are hard to interpret. Let me ask you a question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you I was going to say, you're saying that Devin Hester, you know, like maybe that'd be like watered down with these other guys. But you know what it would do? It would make guys like Matthew Slater that much more important. And their mm. legacy gets uplifted a little bit. It'd actually be better for players overall. Maybe. Who cares about the players and their no, legacy? No, no, because he's better talking for about football. Well, it would be, but my point okay, is, then that's all that matters. You could create more special team stars out of yeah, it, not special, just the returners. Yeah, specialists don't get any kind of love. You, you're right. All. You're right. You don't have to get crazy with this. Okay, just honest. And if it is crazy, feel comfortable getting crazy. A lot of people think I'm crazy because mm-hmm. Justin Fields is a good fit for the Giants. It's okay to be crazy. If you got to walk into that competition committee yeah. and they said, "All right, Tiki, you are king." You mm-hmm. could change one NFL rule. Pass interference. It's easy. It's That's even, it. That's the one close. rule you're changing. It, you should not have a 40 to 50-yard penalty. Spot fouls, you don't like them? I, I hate them. So well, what is what is it? A 10-yard penalty? I think 15-yard penalty? I think, I, honestly, I think all penalties should be shortened. Right? They're just they're they're too punitive. Right? And it changes the complexion of the game. Yeah, but if a guy's in the end zone and I tackle I him I, yeah. so he can't catch a touchdown, like I would do that. Like, that would actually be a good strategy if you get beat yes. as opposed to it going to the one-yard line. Because, obviously, if you commit that kind of penalty in the end zone, yeah. ball goes to the one. Under your rule, which, no offense, I think is a horrible idea, with all due respect. You hate, look. <laughs> it's just a 10-yard penalty. It's a, it, it can't be a spot foul. That's all I'm saying. I don't, wow. I don't know the full sol- the solution for pass interference. Right, maybe if it's over a certain amount of yards, it's it's fifteen. But you can't have a fifty-yard penalty. 
Like there were plenty of games that I called where, where there were forty-seven yard penalty, a thirty-two yard penalty. Right. It's just it almost he, becomes a strategy, and you get really good quarterback wide receivers taking advantage of of that rule okay. and how it's interpreted. Right. And it's simply sometimes. Oh, the defender didn't get his head around it. How many times have you heard that? The defender didn't get his head turned around in time. Therefore, it's pass interference, which is nonsense, right? So if you're going to call it, you can't make it 40 to 50 yards. It's just, it's, it's, it's too much. It changes the game and well, it's play. What would be the rule you would change, Sean? Very easy for me. Go ahead. Any field goal 55 or more is now worth four points, changing the complete strategy <laughs> of no man's land. What? Yes, because think about it. First That's of all, extreme. I think, that is. I think rewarding great kickers with the value on the team is one thing. And also, when you're in that, mm, I'm in 53-yard field goal range, you may want to take a step back and go, am I really pushing this to go more? Am I just going to play myself out of getting more points? Or do I slow things down? And then the end of games, if you're down four, becomes wild against the defense, too. Right. You could actually get more fun overtime games if you need a four-point Yeah, kick. but you're going to promote going backwards. Like, if you're down by four well, I'm points. Gonna pr- I'm going to promote tougher play-calling decisions. Am I going to keep playing for the touchdown? Or am I going to trust that my kicker is going to boot a 55-plus That's order? That's hokey. <laughs> it is hokey, but it's interesting. <laughs> I had an idea in the back of my head, and I wasn't even going to bring it up because I thought it was too hokey. And now I realize that it's actually less hokey than Sean's idea. Well, let's do the hokey-pokey. Which is, you can go for two. Why not go for three? Like, you started at the 10-yard line. Why not go for four? You do it at the 20-yard line. <laughs> Why not that? And I thought to myself, that's too hokey. But then again, the two-point conversion was pretty hokey from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, growing up as an NFL fan, I know college had it, it was always, if you're down by eight, it's a two-score game. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it just became normalized of, oh, you have the option to go for two. So, But how would you go for three? You have to score a touchdown from, like, the 30? No, 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 no. You <laughs> score a touchdown, and then going for three would be at, let's say, the 10-yard line. Or something of that nature. That's ah, too easy. Okay, the fifteen yard line. Uh, it's still too. It's, it's too, still too easy. Yeah, I think. It, it what has, do you think the success rate is? One opportunity to score from the fifteen yard line. It can't be high, dude. If the two point conversion but rate, but it's doable. Yeah, but wait, what's the two point conversion rate in the NFL? It's about fifty percent. Yeah. Okay, fifty percent, half and half. Right. Flip a coin. Obviously, extra points. A lot higher than that. Mm-hmm. Probably about eighty five percent, even with the new rules. Right. If you were going for three from the ten yard line, what do you think the success rate would be? I bet you it's like 20%. Yeah. 25%. I, no, no, but if you were a defense in that spot, wouldn't you just completely mug the defenders going, okay, call a penalty on me, come yeah. back and try for two. I'm not letting you get the three. No, <laughs> that's not how it works, though, dude. If you commit how, a penalty, you... I'll explain football to you. Okay. If you go for two and there's pass interference in the end zone, what happens? You move the ball you, can't do that, you cannot do that going for three. You can't <laughs> you do it. Yeah. Because the moment a ticky-tack call happens, then everybody's going to go for th- yeah. that, you know, That's where it's convoluted. Yeah, then you, you, can, then you can, just like pass interference, you can manipulate the pass interference. Absolutely. And get a pass interference, so now you're going for three on the one-yard I'm, line. I'm genuinely scared about what this answer is going to be, because he's very wacky. What would be the one thing you change, Luke? So I would add a fifth down. So four, four downs, I knew it. I get rid it. of three, what? now we go four downs, spice it up, we want offense, and add a fifth down. <laughs> Should they go for five here on fifth down? <laughs> I like it. Five downs. That just doesn't even sound right. <laughs> Was it always three downs and then a fourth down? Uh, things change. I mean, Canadian rules football is three downs. The one thing I would do, and it took me a while to get to this point, is I think the onside kick is so dead mm. in the NFL now yeah. that they have convinced me to do, instead of an onside kick, that whole fourth and 20 from your own 25-yard What was line. that? That was the XFL? Or was that 
Or is that the AAF? I, AAF. That was AAF. And the NFL, I think, has talked about that. Yeah. And look, I, I obviously it's a little concerning that a ticky tack foul can get you that automatic first down. But I think what's unfortunate in the NFL is that the onside kick used to be a play, mm-hmm. and so there would be that that moment of, oh, all right, well, hopefully our team can hold on to this. And the onside kick is so impossible now yeah. to execute correctly. You've killed it. Well, you can't, because of the new kickoff rules that we were just talking about, you can't get a running start. It is, it is you can't get to the ball fast enough. Right. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like when, yeah. there was a, when there was an on, you could get a head start, like start 10 yards back and run up and time it to when the kicker kicked it onside. You could beat the ball to the 10-yard line in the, in the receiving team. Now when you're in a standstill, you can't get there fast enough. I think I have, like, the most hokey of solutions, and it seems ridiculous. For the onside kick? I've thought about in the last two minutes, and it actually makes sense if you don't laugh at it initially. Some of my best ideas come in two minutes. All right. (laughs) Forget the AAF rule, the fourth and 25. Do we all agree when an onside kick is completed? It's like, like, wow, it's crazy. The ball bounce all over the place. Declare you're kicking an onside kick and replace the ball with a kick ball. The bouncier red rubber ball. <laughs> and I say that because the ball comes off. That's easier to bounce off a chest or something right. like that. Now, the team would know it's coming because you have to declare it. You won't right. catch anybody by surprise. All For right. that specific play, you're replacing the type of ball you use. And your hands team better come in handy. But that ball is more prone to bounce. Right. And that happens. Well, I tell you what's going to happen. This, I mean, this is sorry. an outside kick. I can't get past that. I said, they're think not, about it for they're a minute. Not gonna, they're not going to change. They're not going to do that. Cause that's just, that's hokey. Ball. You can't change the ball. But what you're going to start seeing is kickers. Trying to be like bean, like drive it into the front line. That's the only way to get get an onside kick now. Is you have to right. hit somebody who's not expecting it, and the ball ricochets wherever a non round ball goes. Right, and you might be able to get to it. But here's the beauty: if you go back to my idea of you can go for three a three point conversion <laughs> and a four point conversion, that could eliminate the need for the onside kick. Because if you're down by nine, it's still technically a one-possession game. We also have to get returns back into the game, right? Return touchdowns, punts for returns. So how about someone on the receiving team is allowed to tickle someone else on the other team? <laughs> they to grab him and tickle him, and then, then you can create a hole so he gets some touchdowns. I think that's a much better idea than Sean's kickball idea. Okay. Right. Let's go to Geo in Howell, New Jersey. Good afternoon, Geo. What's up, guys? Thanks for taking me, man. What's up? Um. No, so, yeah, you guys talk about, you know, concussions on kickoff or whatnot. I mean, I, I do a lot of GPS studying with players and stuff. So you see a lot of high-speed distance in special teams in general. So you get a lot of hamstring and calf right. injuries like right. corners and linebackers especially. But um, I got two points. One, if you eliminate the kickoff, you got to have something. I think maybe just line up in a punt formation because punts, you can agree, might be a little bit safer. I mean, even though a returner might get clocked if he doesn't fair catch it. Um, well, yeah, they are because to... because the blocker is with the defend like the the punting team the the return team is with them the whole way. You know what I mean? They're right. running with them the yeah, whole way, no so it's not start. like yeah, it's not like a head to head smashing of 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 two you know teams going right in, right into each other. That's an interesting thought. Not bad. Yes, yeah, so, and then my other thing, like if there's one thing changed in football that I probably want to see personally, right? I mean, I was a place kicker when I played. After the first overtime, just going to a kick-out shootout, man. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you doing? Kick-out shootout. Kick-out shootout. Imagine I mean, that. In the NFL, they're like, all right. And it would be so rare because we don't have a lot of ties. But in the rare occurrence we get a tie, we have a field goal competition. By the way, that actually would be it. I could actually see that. Start with, like, a 30-yard field goal. You can see just that? a 30-yard field goal. You kick, you kick. 40-yard field goal, you kick, you kick. 50-yard field goal. I mean, seriously. The one thing make I'll the, give Make you. the kicker have to earn 
his spot. I will give you this, and I and and if they already do this, obviously you can correct me because I'm not glued to the Pro Bowl. A kick, a field goal competition, much like a three point contest, yeah, does sound kind of cool. Like I think I'd watch right. that if you told me. Ah, right, we got Justin Tucker, we got Harrison Butker, we got Greg Zerline, yeah. we got Graham Gano. All right, and they're lining up, and they do that where they got to go 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, or whatever you want to do, head-to-head. I think I'd watch that. You know what's funny? I end up watching that before every game because the kickers come Watching out, the kickers, yeah. And that's what they're doing. They're just like, all right, I'm lining up. They put the little stand down, they kick it 30-yarder, and then they move it It's back. entertaining, right? It is entertaining. If they put that on TV, you, I'd watch it. it. It gives you information about what this guy is feeling, especially yeah. if it's outdoors. And, you're, and there's conditions. I think if they put that in the Pro Bowl, they'd get me to watch the Pro Bowl. Hmm. I think I'd be locked in on that. I think they should do like ho- hockey, put the targets on the four corners of the goalpost <laughs> and have them rewarded. For no, I don't find that entertaining mm. at all. You're a loser. But that's not real football. Like, that's not real kicking. Yeah. Like, in a three-point contest, I know they make the ball special where you get more points, but the bottom line is you're shooting a three. But that's accuracy. I understand. But you're still looking to just make the field goal. Like, you don't think it'd be cool to see Justin Tucker attempt an 80-yard field goal? Just to mm. say. I guess. You don't think so? I think there's a limit on how long you have to go. All right. What if you pick your five best kickers and they kick 20-yard field goals? So you have your field goal kicker, your backup running back, your punter, like they do in soccer or hockey. You pick your five best players. Instead, No one's hitting an 80-yarder. Now you have whatever. Your tight end trying to – can Gronk make the kick? 20-yard field goal, whatever. Go watch Fandle. They did that last year. No, I know. I know. But he's retired now. But I'm just saying. For for what? To win. To win what? To win the game. Oh, no, that idea, no, yes. that idea it's sucks, st- man. Come no, it's not your idea. How does it tr- suck? Because my idea was a Pro Bowl exhibition. His idea and your idea is determining a real football yes. game based on kicks. Better than That's awful. We flipped a dopey coin for years, and that basically determined it. Now, yeah, Tiki, you couldn't kick a 20-yard field goal in your day? Um, I'd have paid money I to see probably that. probably could try. I could try. If you went out right now, could you kick a 20-yard field goal? Uh, 20? Yeah. So from the ten yard line, Took the ball was on the seven tries to the make ball a is on the ten goal. yard line. Yes, yeah. I would say yes. <laughs> All right, I would. A couple of years ago, I had that challenge from Craig about can I make a field goal, and I went out there in the dead of winter, and and I'm not kidding, I kicked that football 190 times before I finally made a field goal, <laughs> and my wife was so proud of me, and I was like, really, you don't think I'm pathetic? You don't think I'm sad? And she looked at me and said, you kept trying, uh-huh. like you kept doing it, you kept failing. And failing and failing oh, and failing, wife. and you just were like, I'm going to kick this field goal. And I finally did it. You have a good wife. And then we That's went home and amazing. had a wonderful time. Thank you. <laughs> my, my wife would have said, I'm freezing. You're fat. Come back inside. Right. <laughs> Let's go to Russ and Beth Page. What's up, Russ? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good, man. Good. Uh, comment about Justin Fields and Daniel Jones and Evan. I want to make uh, at the end uh, an idea for your beard. Oh, thank um, you. Anyway. I'd love to hear it. Sure. Yeah. So Justin Fields and Daniel Jones. First of all, you're trading for the same situation you're in with Daniel Jones. You don't know what Justin Fields is. Um, you, you don't know what he's going to be. I think I'd like to see you brought up 20 games with Lamar Jackson and and Fields. I'd yeah. like to see a 20 game snapshot between Daniel Jones and Justin Fields and see what you come up with. All right. The I'll, other I'll, thing, I'll, I'll do that for you. I will produce that by six please, o'clock tonight. Please, thank you. And the other thing is, listen, when Daniel Jones when they gave that contract to him. It was the best thing the Giants could do at the time. They didn't have any alternative quarterback-wise. It, it, based off the year he came off, they had to give him that contract. Right. And, and, and it was a team-friendly contract. That's what everybody said. Yeah, and they were, they were too good to draft high in the draft. 
So they yeah, right, right. They made the postseason. Exactly. They won a they won a game. I forget what pick they were seventeen or something. Whatever it was, they were too high yeah. to go to go get a quarterback. So they they, they were stuck. Yeah, right. So uh, Evan, we yes. beard, whatever you guys decide to do. Yeah. All right. So I come home at ten to four every day. Yeah. I pause the TV. I go make a drink. I come back and I watch you guys and I love it. I would love whenever you're going to take that beard off, get a professional bar- barber. And do do a hot towel shave on TV. <laughs> Would love to see it. That'd be dope. Well, I do think that whenever this beard comes off, uh, which part the hot the hot towel shave? Not really. No, hmm. no. I mean, I've I've gotten a hot towel at the barber shop, yeah. but I've never gotten shaven by a barber because I prefer to shave myself. Just the way I am. I love the barbers; they do a great job. I want to cut my own hair. Uh. That's just the way I am. Hmm. That's just me. Nothing against barbers, but I do think that the moment that this beard disappears. It will probably be done by Tiki Barber live on WFA. <laughs> there it is. I don't think it's coming from a professional barber. I think it's coming from a Tiki Barber. That's how I think it goes. I'll bring my shaving brush and whip up a lather, and there we go. Uh, a buddy of mine who clearly doesn't watch the show, listen to the show, or pay attention at all <laughs> decided to text me in the last five minutes and said, Hey, Evan, what's with that beard? You look like a 1980s jobber. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I understand where he works. He probably doesn't want to listen to us very often, but I'm like, I made a bet. It's about Pete Alonzo. What can I do? I'm kind of stuck with this thing. So apparently some people will tune in every once in a while and say, what the hell is that? I'm looking at myself on TV. I think I look good today. You do look good. In fact, some may say I look damn sexy today. You got the hair going. You got the beard dropping. It looks nice. And I think what it does. I'm just telling you, whenever S&Y puts up the, the, the... I don't know the oh the picture like the standard picture of you yeah and you don't have a beard you look like you're 12 years old okay but here's the issue <laughs> I'm just telling you <laughs> I get that here's the issue all right SNY put the camera on me if you're watching on TV you're gonna see this I'm gonna take my hands and I'm gonna push it through my beard and push my hair up and I am gonna look like a circus freak <laughs> because every morning when I wake up this is the way I look and I want to let the people see. What my kids and my wife is afraid of. All right, so I want you to describe this to the audience okay. as I do this. All right? all right, you take it off your headphones. Here we go. Now he's he's putting his hands into his beard. <laughs> all right, how do I look now? Hey, dude, you kind of look. It looks frizzy. It looks like you got electrocuted. Yeah, I got frizzy hair that just and comes that- out. <laughs> You look like you should be fighting in the Civil War I know. or something. I mean, how crazy is it that? It does. It looks like an old Civil War movie where you just intentionally <laughs> look, like crazy, Lee. look like a crazy man. I look like a crazy And this is the problem. I have to comb my beard okay, down so every comb it day. Down, but well, that's, that's, that's cathartic. That's like self-love, man. I'm about to with my hands again. But when I push it up like that or I wake up because I twist and turn a lot at night, uh-huh. oh, my God, it's like I was electrocuted. The hair's just all over the place. <laughs> Face looks like a pelvis in the 70s. <laughs> no, I, I understand. We'll get back to your calls in a second. 877-337-6666. Sean will give us a Cinco de Five-O list. And Nick fans and Ranger fans, we, we kind of had them going at it on Friday. They were going at it again this weekend. And what was their fight over this time? Crowd noise. We'll get to that coming up. Plus, your boy Hempy. What's his name? Rempy? Rempy. Rempy? Yes. Boy, I'll tell you, that fight on Saturday was something else. Well, he is the subject of Cinco de Five. Oh, is he? Perfect timing. We'll get to that coming up. Telling you, if I was ever king of New York City, I would ban any president from being allowed in our city. Because all they do is cause traffic. That's all they do. Okay? You want to speak to the UN? I got an idea. Zoom. 
You want to do an interview on CBS or NBC or wherever the hell you want to do an interview? I got a great idea. Zoom! You are not allowed in New York City if you are the president of the United States. There's a few rules. You're not allowed to drive. That's, a, that's an actual rule. The president of the United States is not allowed to drive. That's true. The former presidents of the United States also not allowed to drive. Why? But I don't want to give it away. A few of our ex-presidents have broken that rule. There's no way, even if I was former president, mm-hmm. I would let someone else drive. For me. I know. There's no chance. That's why George W. Bush would get in trouble. Because <laughs> my man's like, I'm driving. I don't give a damn what you tell right, me. You can follow me. Right? <laughs> but I'm, I'm driving. He's like, arrest me. All right. You ain't going to. So anyhow, that'd be my rule. I'd ban all presidents from New York City. And I'm sorry, now we're 30 seconds late for uh, this. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on The Fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's, where a president's not allowed to drive through the drive-thru. Try the new pretzel baconator today. Imagine being told I can't go get a junior bacon cheeseburger at Wendy's because I was president. Unfair. Unfair. Get someone else to do it for you. Exactly. So Rempy Mania has continued to sweep this uh, beautiful area. Game winner. Scored a goal Saturday. First uh, player since 1985 for the Rangers. They have a game-winning goal and a fight in the same game. Had two fights over the weekend. So, the internet's starting to be a buzz. You know, we had Tommy Cutlets. Now we're going to give you the five best nicknames for Matt Rempe. Oh. All right, here Let's we hear go. It. Here we go! Number five. Dude, I give you a few right off the top. All right. Up. Number five is the Danger Ranger. <laughs> Danger Ranger. <laughs> Dangerous. That oh, sounds yeah. like a Nickelodeon show. This, this, is, this is getting absurd, this Matt Rempe guy. Yeah, by the way, these are all taken from the internet. So okay. here we go. The Danger Ranger. Okay. Number four. DeVito on skates. What? Why would he be like Tommy DeVito? I don't get that at all. Because of the buzz around him and people thinking it's going to be a three-week thing? Is Matt Rempe from New Jersey? That's not the point. No, I'm just Uh, curious. I don't know where he's from. Is he Canadian? I don't know. I actually don't know where he's from. They think he's got his 15 minutes of fame and it's over. That's the thought process. I don't think so, man. I think he's being groomed to be the next like The next what? Yeah, I agree. By the way, my guess was correct. Matt Rempe from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Right. Otherwise known as Calgary. No chance okay. he was. <laughs> Number three. Remp Beast. Mm. Remp Beast. What's the matter there, Evan? I'm just disgusted by Remp Beast. Because I got a nickname for him. Criminal. Thug. Guy who should not be allowed to skate anymore. Interesting. Mm. Bad guy. All right, great Bad guy. guy. Kind of like the Just fighting beast. everybody. Oh, yeah. Just fighting everybody. What's wrong Elbowing with that? Elbowing guys in the helmets. He Disgusting. did not elbow him. That was his shoulder. Yeah. Whatever. And by the way, being challenged to fights and accepting him so he's not a wuss. Yes. Here we go. Number two. The Rempire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that one. <laughs> you convinced me. <laughs> that one got me good. All right. And finally. Number one. The New York Giant. All oh. hail the New York Giant. Is he a does he like football even? No, no, but he's a giant. I know, but he's, he's a giant. He's the New York giant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't come up the names I ranked. Them. Isn't this getting absurd with everybody challenging him to a fight before games? Is this not absurd yet? Are we at the absurd well, point or no? I would tell you the absurd point is people being angry with him, which you are, because what is he supposed to do when on his first shift, the next goon on the other team comes over to him, <laughs> right. grabs him? It's like a circus act no, now. Everybody wants a piece of him. That's not Rempe's fault. What's he supposed to do? He's a young kid trying to prove something. He has to drop the gloves. Is this going to continue forever? Like, before every game, is someone going to 
going to challenge him to I'm, a fight. I'm sure everybody wants a piece of him, but at some point on the back-to-backs especially, yeah. you can't be getting into a fist fight on back-to-back. The Blue Jackets. No, it wasn't the Blue Jackets. The Flyers? It was the fly- Was it the Flyers? Where well, he was the Flyer fight was amazing. Where he was talking afterwards because they were in the... Yeah. They were in the- thing together and they were just jawing back and forth he, and the I, devil game too they did but, but no, i think it was definitely the flyers game because he said he was just giving them pointers yeah like, he was telling like hey, good fight kid you know well, this is gonna happen blah 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 and we learned a lesson in hockey fights if you get if you fall to the ground first that doesn't mean you lost it's who's bloodied because he beat the <laughs> crap out of that guy on the flyers and he was left bloodied rempy that flyer rempy fight who's the guy on the flyers desjarnais desjarnais yeah. yeah that was a hell of a fight yes dude that yes. was that was as good of a hockey fight as you're ever going to see. And, he, and Philly playing the fight bell like That's it right. was real rock. Rimpy doesn't look like an enforcer. Like, because he's such a, like, he's a clean looking kid. Yeah. Right? He looks, he smiles. But he's not mean. But he takes punches to the face. He doesn't end up bloodied in any of these. Yeah. It's, he yeah. has it's like because a clean they're, they're face. reaching so far, there's no power. Yeah. I'm with you, Rempire State Building. That's his new nickname. All right. right. Well, there you go. There Let's you go, 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 day Sean. five. Thank you very much. And by the way, Tiki, tell me who's a bigger baby. You ready? Mm. Have a little contest called "Who's a Bigger Baby." We've got Sean Morash, what? who, yeah, you're a candidate. <laughs> Who's a bigger baby? <laughs> yeah, you're a candidate. So the Rangers last night played Columbus, and they put their ten game winning streak on the line, which, if I'm not mistaken, had tied yeah. the longest winning streak they had in franchise history, right. with the one from 1940 and one other one. Yeah, okay. I wasn't so they, impressed. I said 15. Yeah, you said they need to get to 15. So they win 10 in a row. They're playing Sunday night against Columbus. Columbus is not a good team. I actually went on social media at about 5.30 and said, Rangers are losing tonight. For some reason, so people, Why did you think that that was going to happen? Because, because of the back-to-back? No, it wasn't the back-to-back. It was more, they've won 10 in a row. They won an emotional game against Philly because we know the rivalry that exists, mm-hmm. especially between the cities, the franchises, and all that. And now you're facing on a Sunday night a crappy team. Right. And it's an easy letdown spot. Right. So Sturkin's on goal. Quick is in there. So I tweeted that out. Not to start a fight mm. with Ranger fans. I was actually defending them on Saturday night. But just more a prediction. And I've been pretty good with some of these predictions right. lately. I've been on a little bit of a heater. So I was like, heat check for Evan. So I just put it out there. I think the Rangers are going to lose tonight. I get so much hate, man. Like, you worry about your own team, you redheaded loser. And then the other words I can't even describe. Meanwhile, I'm just making a sports prediction. Like, I wasn't, like, calling anybody's mom's names or anything like that. I was making a sports prediction. So, the Rangers lose the game, and Sean Morash immediately goes on social media to make an excuse. He writes, quote, The Rangers, not surprisingly, look dog-tired. They need a couple of days off and a breather. First of all, facts. not surprisingly, where were you at 5.30 defending my honor when I was basically huh. saying the same thing without the specificity. I'll, I'll tell you where I was at 11.30 a.m. on Sunday, working my sixth day of the week on our sister station, BetQL, giving out my favorite hockey play of the day, which was Blue Jackets money line. Doesn't count. No one listens to it. Sorry. I apologize. It doesn't count. Okay, Craig Carton. <laughs> I didn't hear it. So that's excuse number one. I want you to file that away in your bank as baby. Is that a baby line? You ready? Uh, okay. Well, you need the competition. Yeah. Saturday night, the New York Knicks play the Boston Celtics, and let's just face it, they get their ass kicked by a better team. Right. Is what it is. Got close for a minute. Eh, sure. Or two. Tommy Lugauer goes on social media mm. to write, had the Knicks beat the Celtics on Saturday night, the coalition of haters would have just said, regular season game. 
But since they lost, everyone is coming at me claiming I made an excuse to point out that Knicks aren't at full strength. And here's his tweet about full strength. They're not. The Celtics are playing at full strength. The Knicks aren't. Plain and simple. Well, you lost. You sat here on Friday talking about how you're going to beat them. You knew they weren't going to be at full strength. You lost the game. But there's still facts. What are you saying? It's not factual. Just, you just don't lay it on facts. Laying out facts, you're not at full strength. Something's, something's, I mean, you have to give facts. You knew those facts well, for going context, into facts the matter. game. Of I, course we all knew the, the, the going into the game. So don't say it after the fact. Same thing with Sean. Both of you guys are big babies. No. If you think your team's going to lose and you already have the excuse written, <laughs> say it before the game starts. Loogie, was your, was your Lug hour on Friday about the Knicks not being at full strength? No. No, no, no but Lugie <laughs> popped on our show on Friday saying they were going to beat the Celtics. He said it on the air. Uh, I never heard anything about that. I don't think at, I said that, that on was, the air. That was fan muscles. No, but I didn't say they were going to beat him on Saturday. I just said that I'm not scared of them. And I think I was proven correctly. Jason Tatum basically out there, you know, you uh, were proven, strolling in the park. Yeah, he, he, did, he, did feel like, he did feel like he was talking about postseason. Yeah. You were proven correctly you haven't beaten them no. this season. The Celtics have not <laughs> faced the Knicks at average. full strength. They haven't. So? They haven't faced them with OG Ananobi, with Burks, with Bogey, the new look Knicks. So what do you mean so? So they haven't faced them yet at full strength. By the way, so those what? are the new York, the new look Knicks because who knows when Randall's playing. Right. Or or OG, who's not playing in the right. regular season, maybe. So, But your point so, is, who was crying worse? Yeah, which one was a bigger baby? Huh. Mr. We're tired or Mr. We're injured? I, I think... Is I have my answer. It's going to surprise fact. you. Okay. I, I can't excuse tiredness. Yeah, no, I agree. Hold on. I think Sean's no, the bigger no, baby. No, I agree. No. You're, you're the bigger no, baby, Sean. No, because you can't, you can't excuse tiredness. It's not an excuse. Don't make you're, me you're, tell. You're 50. How many games into the season? And the other thing 50, is at 58 least... games into the season. Yeah. Now you're fatigued. Well, oh, oh, no. They play... Real quick. Here's the other thing. And they oh. played back to back. So the, the Devils. The other reason <gasps> is that. That's true. And they lost. Of course they did. But the Tampa the Rays are better. I mean, the not the Rays. Rays. The, the, uh, By the, the way, the Lightning are better. The Rays are better. <laughs> yes, they are. The, the Lightning are better. The other reason why you're a bigger baby, like, Lugie and I could sit here arguing about the Celtics, like, the Knicks got their ass kicked by, in my opinion, the team that's going to win the NBA title. Mm-hmm. You got defeated by a crappy, crappy no. team. No, and you no, made an excuse no, 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 no. You're way off, pal. Here's the difference. It was Madison Square Garden, national TV, under the lights Saturday night. Jalen Brunson's still in the court, right? Top five player, Lugie. He was great. And no one else was. The Boston Celtics basically go Harlem Globetrotters on the Knicks for two and a half hours, and then you came out with your coalition excuse. All I did on a dreary Sunday night was get to my second game of the weekend, knowing my team had played five of eight days, and I was making a simple observation. His excuse was at Nick Haters. My excuse was at what I watched. Mm. The, that wasn't the Ranger team we saw that 10-game win streak. They looked tired. I acknowledge they were tired. And by the way, what are they supposed to win? 20 games in a row? No, no, no. Right. See, it's like the Knicks were on some I, long win streak. I don't want you or anybody in the audience to miss the point here. It is okay that the Rangers lost on of Sunday. Of course. It is and okay. my excuse is, is what happened. Uh, no, no, no. It's okay that the Rangers lost a game. It is okay that the Knicks lost to the Celtics. What's not okay... Of both of you guys, who, by the way, have a bet if you missed it on Friday, which team, Rangers versus Knicks, go further in the playoffs, mm-hmm. the loser has to dress up as the trophy of the other team's sport. 
So Loogie loses, he'll have to dress up as the Larry O... Oh, I'm sorry, the Stanley Cup. Yes. And if Sean loses, he'll have to dress up as the Larry O'Brien trophy. So my issue isn't with the Knicks and Rangers losing. It happens. My excuse is with you two guys being giant babies. Can I pull a Joe Beningo and read a text message on the air here? Is Go everyone ahead. okay with that? Of course. Yeah. So Marash, after the win on Saturday, goes, tomorrow we look to break the curse of the 1940 win streak. So he's always planning a hacky radio bit right there. They lose. But, and then and he goes, well, whatever. No, and let me ask you this. If the Knicks were about to set a franchise record, right, for wins in a row, would Jalen Brunson sit? How is Igor not playing in that game? I agree. Oh, because he's soft. That's why. <laughs> and that's no. why you're not winning with this guy. How does he not demand to be on the ice? No. You drove to Ohio to play no. a game. against his team, 10 games under you know 500. Why? And he was tired? You just that's walked, crap. You just walked yourself into something. Okay. This is exactly why the Rangers are going to go further than the Knicks because we have a coach that's actually won a championship that <laughs> understands it's about limiting certain players and protecting mm, themselves. And you don't want to win the President's Trophy anyway. Right, and right. 11 games in a row as much as it would have been nice and we were into no. it as a reason we all sat down. Give Vancouver the curse. Peter Laviolette <laughs> sat there and said, I need to sit this goalie because i got to protect him for himself. Tom Thibodeau's running your plays on the ground, no. getting him hurt. No, no. He doesn't care about what you he talked about. No, no, you talked about the curse of 1940. You've won since 1940. So what curse? You won in 94. So you were already planning know, to thump your chest. No, I know you need a lesson on how to be funny. I was making a joke. Oh, it was a joke. Oh, yeah. You are a doesn't get no, funny. No, 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 no. I don't think enough back. people were in on the joke to get the joke. Correct. That's the only problem. I mean, it was Sean. you three. Sorry, I was hoping you guys would have got the joke. You're, you're still the bigger baby. Sean. Yeah, I think Sean's clearly the bigger baby. So like now you're making it worse because you're you're adding on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Lucy, I'm the L. Loogie, I'm on your side, but that's not the last Ranger Nick thing I want to bring up. Oh God. What? So on Saturday night at Madison Square Garden. As the Celtics were kind of kicking the Knicks' ass uh-huh. in the fourth quarter of this game, I heard something at a Madison Square Garden, very loud, came through on my TV. I heard, let's go Celtic chance, and I also heard something else. Mm. Yankees suck chance. What? Yeah, because that's what <laughs> dumb Bostonians do. Those losers. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to insult them, but I guess I just did. Like, just making, they're making assumptions that the... Every Nick fan is a Yankee fan. That is correct. Yes, and also that's like that is kind of asinine. That's the thing. Like if they're going to chant about the Celtics, they need to throw in Yankee suck, Yankee suck. But whatever, that's okay. So the the Celtic fan invaded. Half, half the crowd was probably like, "Yeah, you're right." I know. Before, <laughs> before the Mets fans joined in. Right. Before Evan pivots for the payoff, I just want to say I have been at Yankee Red Sox games where the Red Sox are winning, and us Yankee fans have started eighteen and one chance at them. So it kind of goes both. I understand. And look, the Yankees suck chant is very permanent in the Boston soul. Even if they care less about the Yankees today than they did 20 years ago, that's kind of a thing. So whatever. The Celtic fan took over the arena. Mm. And I casually made the point and the observation, wow, that would never happen to the New York Rangers. Both play in the same arena. Mm. And, Sean, I think you'd agree with me. Like, that doesn't happen at Madison Square Garden when the Rangers are playing the Bruins. Nope, that happens at Prudential Center and UBS. That don't happen at MSG. That that was not necessary, by the way. You didn't have to throw that in. Why the devil's hate? I was just saying that when the opposing hockey... UBS hasn't been around long enough for people to be Coliseum, Barclays. Okay. All I'm saying, Tiki, is when the Boston hockey fans come in, they know, stay out of our house. There's two other little I just, houses to go I to. just want to make something clear. We are not talking about the Islanders, Devils, or Nets, so keep their names out your mouth, okay? We're talking about the big boys. <laughs> oh, so that bothers you now, okay. Well, I'm just saying they're irrelevant to the conversation. It is relevant. I'm just telling you where they go. They know they can't disrupt Ranger games. So... Uh-huh. 
What does that say about Ranger fans and Nick fans that the Nick fan on a Saturday night, a hot ticket, it was like 400 bucks to get into that arena, allowed the Boston fan to take over their building, and that would never happen with the New York so Rangers. So just to be clear, I did not hear any of these chants, so oh, maybe you were watching a different game. I did not hear that. <laughs> There's but videos of them. I can start reading. Let's just say they existed. Clearly the hot ticket, 450 the Nick fan was priced out. The common man, <laughs> the guy that goes there every game, oh, I see couldn't make it do. in the building. <laughs> and then these dopey Celtic fans that are rich and spoiled bought up all the tickets. Now, again, I did not hear it, but that would be my reasoning. I did mm. not hear it. Okay, you know? Mike. But and we're tell- and we're hockey you. fans don't travel. But we're telling you it happened. They do, they do yeah. travel. Hockey fans travel. I think what happened is Nick fans have understood they've reached their peak this year. They had a great January. No. The Ranger fan knows that we are going to keep them out of our building. We have real hopes. Other than Loogie, no Nick fan actually believes. So why go there and subject yourself to an ass-beating on a Saturday night versus Celtics? Do you think the Ranger fan is just a more loyal fan than oh, the Nick absolutely fan? absolutely they are. Yeah. No, All no. All this talk about the no. Knicks selling out when they were bad. Come on. That was celebrities. That was a tourist trap. <laughs> it ain't a tourist attraction to go to Madison Square Garden and watch the Rangers. Those are real fans. The mm. Nick fans, they are fly by the night. Interesting. You want to retort that, Loogie? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Again, I did not hear any of this stuff. Oh, and stop. Celtics fans are scum anyway. I don't know why we'd even back them to begin with. Uh, I'm not backing you them. Are. You're I'm... in bed with them because they're part of your dopey coalition. No. <laughs> yeah, because I saw the shot you took the other day. This would, and you're doing it now. This would never happen at a Ranger game. So... Ranger fans, don't fall in the trap that Evan is setting. He is still putting you down. He's being condescending. No, he's I'm taking, sh- yeah, you're taking shots at Nick fans and propping Ranger fans up. I'm he's making- still taking a shot at somebody. No, no, no. There's so no it's shot. Condescending. Uh, there's no shot. I'm an independent observer. No, you're not. Of not both of those franchises. <laughs> he's an IHO, an independent yeah. hockey yeah, observer. That's right. Something. And I'm just saying that that doesn't happen with the Rangers. Now, I had an argument with a friend of mine who's an Islander fan, an Islander Nick fan. So he kind of fits in the middle, and he said, Evan, that's crap. The Rangers have to have this happen to them all the time. And I was like, dude, that's not true. Like, what, Maple Leaf fans take over Madison Square Garden? They don't. I don't. I've never seen that. It's scarce. We never have heard another team starting their chant in the building the way the Celtic fans did. I mean, that was stop. Rocking. You make it like a leprechaun basically came out at half court. It was a maybe a well. smattering at most. I just watched the video. It's, it's they almost good. retired Larry Bird's jersey. On Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as an expert on watching other fans take over my building, it was bad on Saturday. Mm. It's bad, and that's okay. Look, that's all right. Was Don't it visually it. bad as well, or was it no. just audible? Oh, dude, there was green everywhere. You would have thought it was St. Patrick's Day Saturday. Mm-hmm. I thought so, too. I was like, did I mess up my calendar? This is crazy. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's get to some of your calls. 877-337-6666. And more of the Knicks coming up this hour. They get set to play a back-to-back, the Pistons tonight, the New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow. And there is a very alarming stat about the Knicks that I think will even worry the great Tommy Lugauer. Let's go to Matt in Howard Beach. What's up, Matt? Hey, Evan. Yo, so, what's up? Full play this week. Yeah. And uh, you were kind of putting down Mr. Rempe. Yeah. I don't know, man. Saturday, you know, yeah. another fight. Did you see what he did to Delorier's head? <laughs> yes, um, I did, yes. I yeah. mean, he, guys, the guy's like, he's like the real-life Ivan Drago. Whatever he is, <laughs> he destroys, right? So, but, I mean, and he's been challenged. Other than the first game with Matt Martin, you know, saying, you know, just giving the kid a go, right? He's been challenged for every game. So it's not like he's going out there and being the aggressor. You know, he's just answering the call. How long is this going to continue? Like, Matt, is he going to get challenged to a fight like every single night? They play the Blue Jackets again in a couple of days. Is he going to get challenged to a fight? No. I think, honestly, now that it's past a week or so now, I think it'll die down. It it, it just is what it is. He's made his name for himself. I think people are really seeing 
Yeah. Why I will, doing it, people? Let me let me give <laughs> I don't know if they want that. Let me give Rempy and the Rangers some love. I want to give an honest like seriously, I want to give him some love. All right. I remember and you clean up the incident, obviously, Sean, because I don't remember the mm. finer details of it. But I remember when the Rangers got pushed around about four years ago. The Tom Wilson game? The Tom Wilson game. And there was nobody with the balls to stand up. And I think even James Dolan came out with like a statement, basically just ripping the softness of the team. And I will say this about Matt Rempe and the New York Rangers. They have come a long way mm. from that moment and from that incident where they just appeared to be such a soft team that would get beat up and pushed around. And now you've got this kid in Matt Rempe who's 6'7", who's taken on all challengers, who's beaten the crap out of people. Like, that is a uh, definitely a big change from where we were sitting four years ago with that whole Tom Wilson thing. Yeah, and just a couple of the names that you guys would never know. Kevin Rooney and Colin Blackwell had to fight the next time they played the Capitals. They had nobody, no toughness. No wasn't, it, wasn't it like a stage fight, too, where like yeah. they knew, okay, mm-hmm. we have to... What was the story again? Tom Wilson had a cheap hit on somebody? Yeah, the cheap hit. I actually forgot who it was on. It was a complete blind side. The Rangers basically had nobody out there. Everybody was flying and hitting all their stars. Uh, I think Panarin had gotten hurt, too. It was a big deal. And then the Rangers basically knew the next game, everybody they had had to drop gloves. Right, right. And it was like a whole spectacle at MSG. And then that's when they cleaned up, cleaned house on the coach. Gallant came in. They got rid of everybody. And they got tougher and faster and everything. And yeah. now you got a guy in Matt Rempe who's willing to fight everybody. It's kind of crazy. It's great. No, I, I get why you guys like it. I do. We'll get back to calls in a second. 877-337-6666. Speaking of fights and teams not liking each other, Deion Dawkins of the Buffalo Bills came out and threw a blowtorch at the New York Jets. We'll take a listen to what he had to say, plus a very alarming trend following the New York Knicks as they creep closer and closer to the playoffs. Evan and Tiki on the fan. I don't know if you guys heard this. This made me laugh. Did not make me angry as a Jet fan. But Deion Dawkins, offensive lineman of the Buffalo Bills, was on something called Vlad TV. I have no idea what that is. Are you familiar with Vlad TV? I've heard of it. I'm familiar with it. You are? Yeah. What is it? It's Vlad TV. I don't know. I've just seen things that have been on Vlad you TV. Have no That's idea my feeling. No, no, I am. I absolutely am. I've heard of it, but I don't know enough about it to speak on it. Can you I give me any it. piece of information about Vlad TV other than I've heard of it? It features <laughs> guests, and I the fellow's name is Vlad, and it's on TV. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a liar. It's a DJ Vlad. He's DJ an American Vlad. interviewer, journalist, and former DJ. Oh, okay. Mm. And he's the creator of the news website, Vlad TV, that's taken off to get big guests. On there YouTube. you go. I appreciate that. So DJ Vlad had Deion Dawkins of the Bills on. Without a shirt on. Though. Without a shirt. Yeah, he was shirtless. Bizarre. Bizarre. And he's calling the Jets weird, but whatever. And he attacked my <laughs> football team. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Deion Dawkins attacking the New York Jets. What happened? Weirdos being weird. <laughs> Weirdos being weird. <laughs> You know, I don't even want to get a man no credit talking about him, you know. But number 72. Michael Clements. Michael Clements. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> boy. Um, <laughs> boy. You know, I'm going to just keep it a buck. I hate them. All of them, bro. They are awesome. Like, when it comes to sports, right, there's people that play the sport because they love the sport. And then there's people that play the sport just to try to be cool. I feel like they play the sport to try to be cool. Like, those are a bunch of dudes that just want to to take pictures on Instagram. <laughs> like, that's whack. Like, I play this because I'll die by it. Like, but yeah, like, Clemens, look, I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. Because you know I want to. Let's go. Shall I fix myself <laughs> in the seat? <laughs> to tell you about your boy, man. Oh, what, what? You know, Quint, look, Quentin Williams, 
Solid. Oh, I respect thanks. the dude. Thank you. Quinn Williams is valid. I like him. Uh, when Ty Bowles and was there, respect him. Temple got two. A couple guys. Oh, Even their like, D-line coach, Ryan Davis, he was one of my teammates. Oh, cool. I'm going to get them off the grid. Good. But the rest of them, don't care. Don't like you. Well, well first of all, <laughs> this guy has the balls to say this is why they play football and this is why I play football. Meanwhile, you're sitting there with DJ Vlad shirtless looking like a fool. And he's talking about my guys? Maybe it's warm in there. Oh, right. stop. How would you take this if you were still playing and it was said about your unit? Uh, I wouldn't care. You wouldn't care? I, didn't, I never got triggered by trash talk. It, it, it wasn't the thing that motivated me. Hmm. I think, I don't know, you're, you're searching for something if you got to motivate yourself by talking trash to somebody else. I don't know. It just, it just, this was weird. I know what he was trying to do and trying to be cool, but it was more like he was trying to be cool. It was just, it was an odd presentation. Yeah, attacking my like entire a very defense. Odd presentation. Like he literally attacked everyone on the Jet defense but Quentin Williams. He excluded him and Todd Bowles. And right, who cares? He hasn't been the coach in years. Right. The hell does that matter? And Saul Gardner went out on social media and said that he plays the game to take care of his family mm. and that he's got no beef. Uh, and he was kind of surprised by this. But Deion Dawkins trying to start a thing with my New York Jet team. I wasn't even mad as a fan. I was mm. laughing at it. This is awesome. What's awesome that they're going to dislike each other? Well, uh, first of all, I just hate the whole jersey swapping culture. Yeah. What? So. <laughs> No, like what I does understand that have to do with anything because everybody's all lovey dovey after games. I want bitter rivals oh, in I sports, you. and you know what? If the Jets and Bills are going to give this to us, and there's like legitimate player hate, first of all, I'm here for it. Second of all, you know, is Dion probably right? Yeah, he's right about what? I don't know what happened, and I'm sure they're not. Great no, no, no. He called the entire Jet defense basically was, a bunch of phonies. Here's who the thing: don't play all, the game it was for the all right reason because of the confrontation, confrontation. He had with Michael Clemens. Here is the thing. The Jets acquired Aaron Rodgers, and you could see this from the outside if you were not a Jet fan. The Jet players talked with an arrogance and swagger that you could say is nothing wrong with it until you realize you don't win a lot of football games. <laughs> that was a team that portrayed itself on social media and vocally, and I'm sure on the field, like they were the Chiefs, like they were the Niners. And you know what? If you're a team that's been through the playoffs and been through the wars like the Bills, you're looking at these dudes like they're ants on the bottom of your shoe and then step on them. Like, yeah. What are you guys And they've doing? really kicked the Jets' ass the last two years. Bottom line is this, Evan. No, you no, bottom line is what? Where it's, the not, Jets... it's not about the head-to-head. It's just it's it, what he's talking about is that the Jets are talking like they've been to the playoffs, and what where, the, whereas the whereas the Bills have been. To yeah, the what have they accomplished? By no, they they're they're stuck by the, by the they're, they're blocked by the Kansas City. Yeah, Chiefs. they in their season like losers oh, the way yeah, we do. It doesn't so matter. Then, I mean, there's a lot of great right. teams that just got blocked by another great team. The Jets haven't Think done enough it. to earn any respect where they should be the egomaniacs. They are. Here's the problem, and I understand you hate the Jets. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I hate the Jets. What if the shut up? You do hate the Jets. Don't no. give me this. I don't hate the Jets. I point out the truths about Tiki. The Jets. I bust balls on. I don't think he genuinely hates no, the I Jets. Don't. You hate the Jets. You hate the Jets. I like Nate Hackett. Oh, shit. <laughs> you can't use that. The Jets did nothing wrong. Like, literally, other than suck, okay? Other than having a inept the, offense. But I think that's the point of it. No, no. I, I, their I offense think... sucked. Their defense was right. damn good. Why is he attacking everybody on the defense? And what did the defense do? Because he's, he's a guard. Okay. That's but, why. No, no, but Sean's the one defending him. So I'm not even mad at Deion yeah. Dawkins. What did the Jet defense do? And let, let me guess. DJ Reed said they're the 85 Bears. <laughs> Besides that one throwaway line that even I ripped, what did they do so wrong and so over the top 
that makes you side with shirtless Dawkins over a class act like Sauce Gardner, who's as classy as they come, who's done nothing wrong other than getting his Snapchat hacked over the weekend. First Did of all, really? Yes. yes. Yeah, no. have to look into that. As an aside, <laughs> don't kill him for being shirtless because I like that as a bigger person, I could take my shirt off at the beach and Deion Dawkins represents that you should have no shame in that. I That's want you to do one. an entire show shirtless right. in the next two weeks, okay? You need, you need oh. a few more tattoos, bro. I got one. <laughs> He's got, got one. like 5,000. Anyway, you want me to put barbed wire around my nipples? I'll do it for you. <laughs> fat, fat, fat. Will you do an entire show shirtless in the next two weeks just because you feel like it? Sure. Okay. I'll sit here. All right, next right. Tuesday. Done. Nice. Oh. Fine. Have Done. Fu- have okay. fun, Loogie. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with He doesn't have to, like, smell him. He's just sitting next to him. Don't have to smell him. I don't smell, by the way. I shout You don't exactly look like Brad Pitt with a shirt on. I don't even want to imagine what you look like with your shirt off. And I got to sit next to you? Ladies and gentlemen, it's official. Next Tuesday, the first ever Evan and Tiki shirtless Tuesday. Uh, we can all be shirtless if you want. No. no. Yeah, that'll look good. Me versus Tiki. I'm sure that'll be good. <laughs> exactly. But Sean Just will do some push-ups in the break. You'll be yeah. all right. Sean will be shirtless. And then we, uh, the three of us can decide if we want to join in. I have a feeling Tiki's going to say yes. Go ahead. <laughs> right. I don't know what was said, trash talk back and forth on the field, but I'm guessing that on the field, the Jets talked like the Seahawks talked, the Legion of Boom. And in the end, if they were a defensive first team, they're a great defense. Their wins didn't translate. And I think if you're a winning team, you look at the Jets, you're like, just shut up. You're like the little annoying chihuahua at the bottom of the foot. I think teams looked at the Jets that way, and they're getting called on it. Mm. And I'm happy, shirtless or not, call the Jets out for the gimmicks. Shut up, win some games, then start talking. You know, in some ways, he's, he's, he's not wrong. Because the jet, if they Jets had fulfilled just even a partial of the height that they had, you would have felt differently about them. I'm talking about as an opposing as opposing team, mm-hmm. but it sounded like a lot of bluster, and a lot of people even said this. They won the preseason, which is fantastic, great, but it means absolutely nothing. And so when they end up falling apart to the extent that they did. Teams kind of take joy in that, what especially did, the rivals. No, no, no. Here's the thing that's kind of annoying me now about all you guys. What did they? I'm just s- trying to give the perspective. They didn't say anything. Exactly. But so it wasn't. What did it they wasn't. Do even, wrong? It wasn't. Honestly, Evan, it wasn't even their fault. It was. It was the hype machine. That's the media, the fans. It's probably honestly more the fans. Like with the fa- how the fans presented the Jets. Now it's our fault. I'm not. It's not your fault. But I'm just saying. It just that's what other teams hear. Like they. Sauce Gardner's not going to say anything derogatory towards nor, nor Deion did Dawkins. he. Nor did he. Right? Brees Hall's not saying anything derogatory towards the Buffalo Bills. Like, no, none of the guys are actually trying to get bulletin board material. None of that's it. But the fans are. Yeah, but right? The, and the media around you, the you team You guys is. make, not, not you, Tiki, or even Sean, though Sean's joining in. It's like guys make things up sometimes. Hmm. It's like they make up a perception that they want to have happen. So, no, I will include you, Sean. So okay. the Jets last year came into a season with a lot of hype. Mm, a lot tons. of hype. And there were some fans, not all fans, but certainly a decent amount of fans that thought, hey, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And you don't like Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers said, yeah, the Lombardi is lonely. And he said that. And DJ Reed had his throwaway comment about the 85 Bears. And you were annoyed. You don't like the Jets. You don't like the Jets. And so you created in your mind that they were bigger kind of big mouths than they actually were. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not really based on reality. This wasn't Rex Ryan's well, Jets. But well, You created this narrative in your head 
that wasn't really true, and you can't even back it up. Well, hold on. The Jets are also not the first team or the last team that is going to come into a season with unearned hype and have fans go nuts and then be the hated team with the target on the back. It's a tale as old as time. The Jets were just the next in line. However, I would argue that Deion Dawkins, who did play them twice, who did have a tunnel incident, is probably validating oh, stop. some of what we thought. Why do you think you... he just pulled the thin air? Something no. happened that he was fighting somebody in the tunnel? Why do you give Deion Dawkins the benefit of the doubt over a class act right. like Sauce Gardner? I, so, Why? I don't get that. So Deion Dawkins isn't a class act? Did you listen to the no. to the end of that that conversation? That's the, that's the problem. Got cut off there. Right. So I have no idea what he actually said happened. Like there's, There could have been something, I don't know, Talking about his mama or something. I have honestly have no so idea. So that puts every Jet player I, on defense, not named Quinn and Williams, I, I into. No, I have no idea. They only play the game because they want to be cool. I have no. Well, that that he, was his line. When he's talking about his social media, what he's talking about is the presentation that a lot of this is not just this isn't just the Jets. This is really everybody, mm-hmm. and it's in professional sports, at least in the NFL. It's all about brand building and things of that nature. So I think what he's talking about is. That okay, but he's here's what annoys about, me about he's, that. He's talking no, no. about seeing all these okay. different what athletes did Sauce Gardner? act like they've been elite or they've been all pros. Well, 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 or no, and, no, this and, and is crap. Not, what did Sauce Gardner, who doesn't drink or smoke, who puts so much emphasis on being the best player he can right. be, and yes, he has fun on social he's media. Fun what the media. hell did he do that deserves that kind of comment? Like he's just trying to play okay. to be cool, Hold and on. even you're do co-signing. You, do, you, do you think Deion Dawkins was being like vicious? No, but I think. What do you think he was doing? I think he was just being a troll. Exactly. And trolling is what? It's half satire. It's half, oh, this guy, you want to put out some social media video that you're all hot and and whatever? You're just trying to look cool. That's that's all he's talking about. But do you think Charles Gardner plays the game to be cool? No. Okay. But I don't think any of these guys play the game to be cool. But they do take advantage of having large social media followings to try to look cool. Look at me. That's what I'm doing. A guy who went shirtless on a podcast, what's he trying to do? Same thing. Okay. He's the pot proverbially calling the kettle black. I know. That's that's exactly what he's and doing. And you guys are defending him I'm for some reason. I'm not defending him at all. I'm and just saying it's pointless nonsense. And right on cue, Tyreek Hill is now currently tweeting, quote tweeting Sauce Gardner, calling him out for holding in reps. Nice. <laughs> what? So these guys don't like them. The other guys calling, in the league don't like wait, them. Calling him out for holding in reps? So Sauce Gardner tweeted out some kind of video saying just a decent press rep from Sauce, and Sauce said chill or whatever, and Tyreek Hill now has quote tweeted that in the last 10 minutes have said, I'll, I'll fix this for you. Just another hold rep by Sauce. It just plays into the current conversation. Plays into what? These other guys in the NFL that had it with the Jets. So why do we defend Tyree Kill and Deion Dawkins? Why do you feel the need to instantly defend anyone who's not a Jet? What is Sauce Gardner played done? in big games, big playoff games. Sauce Gardner's got to earn it a little bit. Oh, Sauce Gardner hasn't earned it. He's just the best cornerback in the league two years in, and he's got to earn it. Let's see him play right? some big games. And it's not his is fault that, that he hasn't. Fault. Exactly. It's not his fault. But that's just the reality, though, Ev. Not everything is everybody's fault, but you do have to earn it a little bit in league eyes. Go, I, I got to see you on some big stages you first. You hate the Jets so much. I don't hate the Jets. They're, <laughs> no, they're irrelevant to my call, life. Okay, right. That you feel the need to laugh and giggle and defend anything Tyree Killer, Deion Dawkins says. Because it's anti-jet. That's where the, that's the planet we live on, Tiki. Mm-hmm. Well, He's the, so desperate to hate them. Every year they do these polls, and it's the most hated player, the most overrated player, the most hated team, yada 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 yada. The worst franchise, etc. Mm-hmm. At some point, we'll get that for this past season. Good. Let every player, and, and then we can revisit this discussion. Let every NFL player say Sauce Gardner's overrated. No, Does that not, make it true? No, it's not even about Sauce because Sauce Gardner is not overrated. Like he's elite. We know this. I don't know. Tyree Kill's basically saying he holds all the time, but that's okay. not calling him overrated. It's not overrated. Everybody holds. I mean, hell, look, the, the Kansas City Chiefs held every play in the Super Bowl, mm. and they got away with it.
So it is what it is. If you can get away with it, then fine. If not, you're going to get called for it and be, I don't know, penalized in the court of public opinion. See, now you're annoying me. You're smiling. You think this whole thing is funny. I think Everyone crapping on the Jets. It's hilarious. I think it has nothing to do with what happens between the lines on a Sunday afternoon. So when people want to talk trash, great. Can you beat me? Like People want to do steroids? Great. Can you beat me? People want to put cuter pictures on social media? Great. Can you beat me? I don't care. No, I the beauty you. of sport is that it gets solved between the lines. Yes. And all, the all this other stuff is nonsense. It's BS. It's it's poopycock. Right? <laughs> what? Poopycock. I like that. You like that very one. Very nice. It's uh, very British of me. Uh-huh. But like, it's one of those things Isn't that it I Isn't it poppycock? I, uh, whatever. I what did you say? Poopy? Poopycock. I think it's poppy. It's poppycock. Well, I think it could be well, poopycock. What's poppy? Uh, some seed. British term. Okay, what's seed. poopy? Excuse me? What's poopy? Uh, something that exactly. kids do. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, you, exactly. You, you it don't? It smells, and it's <laughs> disgusting, and you don't want any part of it. Yeah, but don't call you're, it that. You're better off walking past it, right? And that's what I'm talking about. This right. is poopy cop. All right. Whatever the but perhaps it Poppy, Poppy. But why Poppy is poopy? The hell does the other jet hater want? Maybe, we only have three well, on the show. Let's add another one. You know what, one. Evan? Perhaps if your owner wasn't tweeting about uniforms and dopey <laughs> highlights from 10 years ago, maybe the players wouldn't act like... That has know, nothing to do oh, with it. Oh, it has nothing to do with the, the owner? It's the culture of the Jets. No, it's... When the highest person on the Jets Sauce team... Gardner doesn't care about Woody Jones. No, no, no. My point doesn't is, care is about from it. the top down, there is no, no order on social media with the Jets. Stop the it, owner's man. tweeting about I, uniforms as a Super Bowl. I don't like Woody Johnson, but save that for the... Lou Gower. That's ridiculous. How is that ridiculous? You think because you don't have a counter? Sauce Gardner tweets because Woody. I, I'm I'm confused. Okay. I, gotta, I gotta move on. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's go sure. to move find on. out who's a bigger baby, Lugie or Morash from Ed and Mohegan Lake. What's up, Ed? <laughs> What's up, guys? Hey, uh, it's it's Poppycock. By the <laughs> way, <laughs> Poopycock. Poopycock is better. <laughs> the biggest baby was Sean because after you asked the question, he said. No, 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 no. <laughs> that I is true. A big baby in a soiled diaper, right. crossing his arms and holding his breath. Uh, Ed's got me. That's a good point. That's the way he way responded to who's a bigger baby making the excuse for the Ranger no, loss Sunday no, or the Nick no. loss Saturday. No, not me. Sean's got the uh, Sean wins. Congratulations. That was like a universal win that you're a bigger baby. I'm That's the, the first baby. time I'll tip my hat. He's right. When I react that way, that is the definition of being a baby. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.